All right, and we're back on another episode of Think on Dot. It's me, Matt. Uh, Alex is out walking the dog, but Nat is here. Hello. Welcome I basically back. took his place for just the, this episode, I guess. Well, you, we'll see. Yeah, but thanks for coming back. Oh, you're Everybody welcome. missed you. So. <laughs> Thank you. I miss being on here. It honestly, what was it, like a month ago? Uh, probably thereabouts, Gosh. to be honest. It's been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. Yeah. But we have a great show lined up today. We have I'm two very cool excited guests. We have Mel and Athena. Hello. Hi. <laughs> Mel is uh, in school for marketing. And Athena is a registered nurse, yes, yes. which is kind of cool because our last episode we had a holistic expert come on. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. So, yeah, we told her that we were going to have a registered nurse on and have somebody from the Western Medicine style come in, and she said the same thing. Interesting. So, oh, this is going to be good. This is going to be nice. It'll be interesting. I like to kinda, that it's the opposite here. Yeah, I love maybe it. revisit some themes, get your thoughts on it. I know you have some strong opinions on a few things, yeah. but mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. But before we get into all of that stuff, I know you did want to speak a little bit on um, movie remakes because you have <laughs> some very strong opinions on movie remakes. It's a remakes. very important God. topic here. Uh, honestly, I know. it is. It I, I think is. I'm going to It's important to have a strong opinion about it because yeah. my children are going to be watching these. So. <laughs> are they or are you going to let them choose or watch I'm going to pick Disney. them first. Yeah. That's why I'm saying we got we to gotta fight for it now. But no, we were just talking earlier before we popped on that. I feel like live actions now have become wildly different from the originals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's very bothersome <laughs> because I guess it's I like comfort. I grew up with these movies and yeah. when they're different and they veer off, I'm like, no, we can't do that. Well, so. Which one did you find to be like very different? So the f- one that I mentioned was Mulan. So I watched part of that and already it wasn't like to the T and I was like, I'm done with this. Be- <laughs> Beauty and the Beast. Amazing. What did like, you think of Cinderella? Is- I love that was my favorite. I liked that one. Maybe it's the sh- movies I didn't have emotional attachment to because mm-hmm. Cinderella is not really yeah. the same, but I loved one. it. Right? Yeah. yeah, it's like. And ancient. also, Cinderella's yeah. been done so many times right? in so many different ways. Has it, oh, it yeah, Hilary Duff has been in a Cinderella movie. Forgot. And like, I didn't even know they have dudes starring in Cinderella movies now. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff. What about? Okay, do you remember Sleeping Beauty? Well, Maleficent. Sorry, that was the movie. Yeah, I liked it because it was that perspective of hers. But I didn't like the actress that played Sleeping Beauty at all. Who Who was it that played it? Dakota Fanning's sister. Al Fanning? I think so. I didn't like it. I feel like I don't really remember her. I remember Angelina Jolie. Uh, Yeah, but she was so good. She was great. I know, right? I only watched that movie like once way back when it originally came out I have no oh, recollection of I loved and uh, um, Lana Del Rey's like um, soundtrack? soundtrack it's so good oh my god I p- replayed that Isn't song there over. a second one of it too and it's not that great yeah mm. yeah number twos are not like even Mamma Mia 2 I liked it because I love Mamma Mia right. and it was like based in Greece and Croatia and it's ABBA but like See, I wish the editing was like back in like when they edited the first movie, it's too clean. Uh, mm. I see. You know what I mean? It's too clean. You don't feel like you went back into the 70s and 80s when she was young. It was like, no, this is too modernized. I can't, like, there's no, I couldn't build that emotional type right. of, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah. But we're from the generation of, like, the sequel. Like, when we yeah, were growing true. up, everybody, every movie had a, Number two. And Lion then some movies had a number three. Yeah. Some like had a Fast and Furious franchise. Fast yeah. and Furious. Even Toy Story. Toy Story has how many? Four or five of them now? Or something like that? Or Ice Age. But Even Shrek. But Ice Age, they did a good job on Ice Age. Same as Shrek. 
Shrek is, you know, there's a new Athena Shrek coming out. Athena doesn't agree with me, though. No way. Yeah. There's no. a Shrek Did you know about that, Athena? I'm not a Shrek or I person. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Listen, you. I'm a princess girl, so talk to me about Fiona knows kung fu. See, to me, that's just not graceful. I don't like it. I really don't. Do you have a favorite Disney princess? Like, Belle is my favorite. Mine, too. Mm. Beauty and Belle and Sleeping Beauty. What about you? See, but she was nerdy. Um, I don't know if that made a difference. <laughs> like, I don't know. I like them all, but, like, I'm not a Disney girl. What did you grow up on? Like, like Ice Age, Shrek. And Shrek. Oh, you were the alternative kid. Because she had a brother, kid. though, to yeah, be I, fair. Yeah. Pixar? Oh, my God. I love mm-hmm. Pixar. Yeah. All that, like, DreamWorks. Stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you know what yeah. movies I love, too? Anastasia. I yes. loved yes. so good for the long time. For the longest time, I thought that was based on a true story because they made it. It is seem, no, it's not. No, they're all dead. They all died in that like revolutionary. Like they all got oh. assassinated. Wait, Anastasia is yeah. about the the Russian Revolution. Yeah. Oh, they were all executed as a family in a room. It was rough. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy cool. So history, it's not though. like she. Yeah. <laughs> so that movie is like fake. Sorry. Yeah, but now watching it like. Because it was already eerie to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if you've watched it. I've but it's like, it, but I know it's the real beautiful. Story. Like, the, yeah. the, what is the word for it? The cinema, like, ta- like everything about it was, like, magical and the music and everything. But it was kind of eerie. So that right. makes sense. Yeah. Ooh. Right? That's, like, it's really good. creepy. If you went home today and you read up about the Russian Revolution and the death <gasps> of the Romanov family, you'd be like, what? And as a kid, I was actually obsessed <laughs> learning about that family. There's even a show on Netflix about it. Oh my yeah. god! Like I love history. And I'm surprised I didn't know that. Yeah. Like I go I, into it so good. Romanov dynasty in Russia oh and how god. it ended. Okay, in the October yeah, Revolution. how it ended. Yeah, I was gonna yeah. say because that's a huge dynasty oh right there. 1918. It's rough okay. stuff. They all we'll got watch shot. That today. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I have no idea what you're talking. Well, about. watch Anastasia today. You have what to. What is that? It's like it, it's I don't good. know the movie either. I had no idea it was oh, a thing. Yeah. It's so good. I feel like it's one of those things you would have seen on someone's like VHS collection wall, you know? Oh, yeah. Video. Here, let me yeah. see if I can pull it that's, up on That's my phone. probably the only place I've ever seen it. That and like Thumbelina. Do you remember that one? Yes. Yeah. I've never watched Thumbelina. <gasps> I saw it on TikTok the other day. And really? It was like a memory I forgot I had. Thumbelina. I'm like, fuck. I, I used to that, that, like movie. the Nutcracker, oh, all oh, those weird. Barbie ones. and the Nutcracker is my yeah. favorite thing. Oh, and Barbie I, movies, yeah. Like when it comes to Christmas, I kind of watch that sometimes yeah. it's so good do you guys have any like fever dreams about movies you watched as a kid that you've never seen again but you kind of remember like snippets of scenes not movies but you remember that one show as a kid the castle <gasps> no the toy castle yeah the toy castle on- with those really weird oh, like yeah and live it action ballerinas and shit right and yeah. like clowns. <clears throat> yeah, I fucking know. And it was, was like terrifying. when the kid goes to bed, they all woke up yes. and like they were creepy. Yeah. I don't recall this at that all. That show came on like late at night. If yeah. you stayed see, up yeah. late and you turned on like Family Channel, it was so Oh, see, my thing. family no. didn't have Family Channel. It was on TVO Kids. Oh, TVO, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> Channel TV. 3. <laughs> it was, yeah, that was free. <laughs> I had YTV. Is that the same? No, that's not the same. No, thing. YTV. It was a different is different. No, but, but YTV is free too. Yeah. If you had YTV, okay. you had TVO Kids. Oh, I guess I didn't watch that one. I was always on YTV yeah. watching like Prank it or was creepy. Punk TV, or whatever it was called. TVO Kids was, especially when we were kids, like that was where you had those weird fucking creepy puppets. Don't you put it in your mouth. You're yeah. Like, what the fuck? What? You don't remember that I commercial? I don't remember. No. Don't you put it in your mouth. Don't you put it in. No. It was the creepiest thing ever. Wait, uh-uh. the house hippo? Do you know the house hippo? Yes. Oh my god, <gasps> the commercial. Yeah. Talking about the commercial. Do you remember that one? I don't think so. Oh my god, Athena, I'm gonna send it to you because my cousin the recently sent hippo? me a video. It's and a it's Canadian. A, so classic. it's a it's a yeah. commercial. It's the kitchen floor. There's a cat. Oh, and then it turns it over. Yes. And there's a yeah. house hippo. And there's a house hippo in like a warm glass of Isn't coffee. Isn't that like a, the Telus like, commercial? 
It was no. the whole thing about about that house hippo was don't believe everything you see on TV, and our uh, entire generation was like, that there was I don't a want house a house hippo. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've seen on TikTok like so many people were like, I grew up believing like I was looking for a house hippo in my house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I guess that commercial didn't work. Okay, not me, guys. Let's bring you all back to earth. Like I, this, like <laughs> no. I remember seeing uh, mouse poop in my garage the first time when I was a kid, and I was like, Dad. It's a house hippo. <laughs> he goes, what the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> it's like, it's a goddamn mouse and that ate the grass seed. That was the last time you watched TV. Yeah. Right. There's another one too. You remember that one about like, do whatever you love. And it was like this random dude being like, I like to make uh, dinosaur noises. And he's like, Nyeh. no, I, think I, do. I don't remember that and at all. And there was a kid who was like, I like bugs. And he's like showing his bug collection. <laughs> another kid was like a magician. He saw his no. sister in half. You know what? You know what? commercial i loved i thought it was so creepy it was the what's that yogurt yop 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 when i wake up in the morning i still asleep that's a great commercial it had like big mouths and then the mom popped up i was like this is creepy like they're like asleep yeah that one that one or the the one with the kid running the italian one Oh, oh my yeah. god with the ice cream and what was it the last quote on it was like is something about like health like staying active so mm, you can like yeah. run away from girls kissing you I guess yeah. I don't yeah. know is that the so message so you don't catch cooties yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my god that's funny. I loved that one cooties so what cooties was the first pandemic oh it was For the first real. pandemic but we've had a pandemic since then yeah we and have you're a registered nurse yeah and you you finished school right at the pandemic I did How which was, was unfortunate it actually was really sad because I didn't get a graduation or anything. And then they had like the convocation. I wasn't even invited. I really? got the email like in my junk mail like months later and everyone's like, same. I'm like, okay. So Jesus. Yeah. But it was it was a hard time. Yeah. Um it was right in March or April, I guess that's when you end school, right? Yeah, the, yeah. the month after I guess it started. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it started like mid March ish or something. Mid March and we were online and then like I was telling you guys, I took a whole year off to just be like not even do much really because we were all in our house but like I just needed like a mental break and then when I did get back in it was like I was saying more clinic based stuff which I've loved so far it's mm-hmm. been a blessing right. um so yeah did you know that's what you wanted to get into like more in the clinical like cosmetic side or were you thinking of working in the hospital beforehand so Anybody that's in nursing, like, you have to do a certain amount of hospital hours. So when I was in the hospital, I think, unfortunately, I just had a negative experience with my last placement with Mm -hmm. my instructor. Mm -hmm. And that can make or break somebody. Like, if you're new to something, and it is a stressful field, like, you're dealing with people's lives. And if you don't have somebody that's there to support you, especially in your learning phase, it can really deteriorate you from, like, wanting to continue so yeah I I had like placements in the hospital and I think after that I really was turned off by it um and so I was like you know what let's see what else is out there because most nurses like don't really know that there's such a broad spectrum of nursing and it's not just hospital nursing yeah and I was you know I was telling my friends earlier on I'm so over this now but I used to like beat myself up over it that like am I a real nurse because I'm not in the hospital right. am I doing enough like are people gonna look at me differently and I had to just really come to terms with like I'm doing something for somebody and that should just be enough it doesn't have to be in a hospital dealing with somebody potentially dying Fair for enough. it to be yeah valid yeah do you know what I mean so. I mean 
I'll, I'll, I'll make it even better for you if you sure. ever find yourself in that position again. Yeah. Having a piece of paper in something that I do not do, mm. you at least are using your degree for what you studied to do. You know what I mean? That's true. It's mm. a good way to look at good. it. You're <laughs> good. Yeah. Like I have a piece of paper too and I only last in that field for a year and that's yep. it. I'm like, I, what? Really? Where do, I was, my background is um, being a travel agent. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I hated it. Really? Oh my God. I hated it. Yeah. A, hard hours. A lot of work for really shitty money. You're staring at a screen. For me, that becomes very sterile. Yeah. And then you kind of feel... You can't enjoy your weekends because you're so stressed out. And then you have to meet these quotas. They're too high because everybody's buying online, right? So if you're Mm -hmm. a travel agent, it's because you've had this clientele for so long, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, I can't do this. I literally ended it. And um, I had people all over saying, like, you need to keep continuing so it looks good on your resume, Mm -hmm. right? But I'm like, I don't care what looks good on my resume anymore. Yeah, Mental health for me is the most important thing. A lot of people in generation are are the... uh, a lot of older people try to make it seem like a bad thing. Yeah. Like yeah. all these kids, they don't have any commitment. Changing career. Like, it's not that yeah. we don't have commitment. We just have boundaries. I'm like, yeah. you guys, you guys are freaking, you guys would bend over backwards for anybody. We're not doing that. Mm-hmm. You know, we we're not getting backbone. compensated. Right. Yeah. All of our parents had mortgages and children by our ages. Yeah. And we're like, yeah. I wonder when it's going to be our turn. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. So screw that. Screw loyalty to assholes. You I, know? I was just going to go back to what you were saying, Athena. Yeah. You mentioned how like a lot of nurses don't know, like they don't realize how much is actually out there in the industry. Yeah. Um, because even like I don't know about you Matt but I know like when I was in high school or whenever and someone said nurse immediately I thought of hospital Hospital. so is that when you were going into the field did you think okay I'm going to be working in the hospital or did you know in a way that there was like a lot more no I actually thought hospital to be honest I actually wanted to be in pediatrics Um. Um, and to this day I have like colleagues of mine say that I work very well with elderly I love old people I don't know why and I have a weird relationship with like children meaning like i'm good with kids yes. so thanks for clearing that up yeah <laughs> that, that let's just <laughs> clarify that right now i actually had somebody say you have to really be careful with how you word that because i you see i post of my my cousins all the time but oh my yes. god she's so cute she's yeah so cute. they're the best and i i just have like i i love children and i that's why i was like you know what let's try peds and then i got into the schooling of it and the placement of it and i was like this is like what what this was it about much. it? Was it was it seeing kids kind of in their worst days that made it hard so, for you? So no, so weirdly enough, I actually never even got an opportunity to be with kids. Besides, I had a placement at a school, mm-hmm. which you guys probably wouldn't even know that that's a nursing placement that you're in a. I was in an elementary school. Right. Actually, I can imagine that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I, if a kid gets hurt and there's a nurse there. Some so it wasn't that. even. It was more community based. So I worked with like children with autism and like. Anyway, so I, that was my only experience with children. Right. Um, I did like it, but unfortunately, I find community nursing, in especially with like being a community health nurse, it's just a lot harder to get into. And going back to what you said, stick with it, make it good on your resume, mm-hmm. is everybody would say the same with like even cosmetic nursing, like clinic-based nursing. Everybody now that I know was like, how did you do it, Athena? How did you do it? I can't get in. I can't get in. They're doing all these courses mm-hmm. to get into what I do. And nobody wants to hire them because they don't have the experience, right? right? Oh. So anyways, back to my point is I started as admin before COVID hit at my clinic. And mm. that's why I built a relationship with them oh. and got into it. So I fell in love with it then yeah. and realized, like, holy crap, there's Co- like a lot more. are cool like that, though. Like seeing the things you would have never yep. been exposed to or mm-hmm. thought of because you're just doing it. Yep. Like me yep. right now, my, my daytime job is... <laughs> I would have never in a million years thought I would have been, been in doing construction it? like 
freaking infrastructure. That is not my thing. Yeah. I went to school for radio at first. I mean, this is the closest thing that wow. I have to anything I studied for in my See? life. And then I went to, I was in the military and I went to school for political science mm-hmm. and I was an officer in the military and yeah, now two, I'm in construction. Yeah, two like really nice uniforms. Two. Wow. Okay, sorry, tons, <laughs> tons, tons. I only heard the white and then navy one, so I thought it was just two. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah, I back to what you said, it makes so much sense that it, we're just shifting in yeah. terms of generation. and That's life. Natalie's the same too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it makes me feel, there's a like lot, a comfort yeah. there that it's it's okay. Oh, and you don't so have okay. to freak out about it. I mean, Mel, you're in school for marketing. And yeah. you, were, you were talking to us about the, before the show started. Yeah. You were like, I don't know what I'm going to do with a piece of paper. Honestly, don't even worry. Yeah. You will figure it out. Yeah, yeah it's actually funny, too, because I was at like a completely different school, and I took a year off, too, before this. What yeah. did you study before? I was at York for um, Undecided. Like I you didn't l- declare a bachelor? Or a, no, or, no, yeah. I didn't. I was there for two years, did a bunch of courses just because it was like right out of high school and like yeah. I had to do something. You Isn't know? it weird how we all just went into the final yep. stream? <gasps> well, see, I'm grateful. Well, my dad was trying to push me to go immediately and I literally, he put the laptop right in front of my face. I had a full on meltdown and my mom was like, no, 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 sweetie, you don't have to go to school. So <laughs> she right. pulls the laptop down. She's like, you could take a year off. I'm like, thank you. And you ended but up a lot of people, and you a, year, a year later, yes, because, yeah. but I was, ex- I didn't, yes, but at the same time, not doing anything with it because then I saw reality of what it's really like to work in the industry, right? Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, no, how crazy is it? Like a lot of people, they just immediately go right into school and then you waste so much money in a way because a lot of times we end up yeah. changing our mm-hmm. paths, right? Yeah. Yep. Instead of like normalizing, hey, take yeah. a year off. Your life yeah. is not going to end. Go work somewhere. You could even see from that experience if you like mm-hmm, that industry mm-hmm. or that field. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Versus immediately pushing someone right into school. Or bring back grade 13. Yeah. I agree honestly, with that. I feel like they should. Especially yeah. nowadays. It seems like those those grade 12 kids even from when I, when I when we graduated, mm. like they, they are not where they should be mentally. Yep. No, I work with kids now. Like they come to the gym, and I have a co-op student, and well, the co-op student he's quite mature for his age, but it's the mentality of the entitlement that I see in these kids. I'm like, I was not like we were not like that. It's I mean, so old people different. would probably be like, "You're all the same, you youngins." You I know, know but yeah. yeah. I bet I you will you be mean. the same way when we're old. Uh, yeah, but like, but in entitlement, yeah. like how? They like, so a kid comes in with frozen meals. He's like, can you microwave this for me? I'm like, no. He's like, why not? I'm like, because, yeah. I'm like, I'll go talk to my manager and see. So I go to my manager. I'm like, can I, I don't want to do that. He's like, we'll get him to buy you a coffee. I'm like, okay, fine. So I'm like, if you get me a coffee, then I will. Put it in the microwave. (laughs) The boy bought the coffee, drank it. And I'm like, okay, I, I, I hate you. Wait. I hate you. We yeah. all have questions. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I have a question, have a question too. Yeah. But it's the entitlement. Was, was the microwave accessible to him? No. Oh, it's okay. in the kitchen. But why? Like, I go see. eat somewhere else. I go see, to Subway. I Wait, I but why can't he eat his food he brought? <laughs> That's frozen for me to... Oh, like, Why can't he go to the microwave? Yeah, wait, like it's in our own. Oh, um, is this a kid at the gym or where? Where is he? Did he just he, walk in? He walks and he works out there. Oh. But still, you're. Bu- you didn't say. <laughs> I thought sorry, he was on I, your staff. No, I'm like, no, no, what no, the no, fuck no, are you no, microwaving no. a grown ass person's meal for? He works out there. <laughs> he works out. <laughs> he works out there. 
but he's 15 years old and I just hate his attitude. I will not do that for anyways. But he literally went to um, No Frills, got frozen packaged food like in the freezer, brought it to the gym. What like, a strange you need... story. Like in a well, box. That's my life. So that's, yeah, in a box, like two of them. <laughs> Like not Very even like, like, the, like the hot plate containers. No, literally, you know when you go to the frozen section to get like your frozen fruit, frozen veggies, and you see like frozen pizzas, and you see like all those like... Little dino nuggies. Yeah. Smiley potatoes. There all those. Go. Yeah, he bought like two meals. He comes to me, he's like, can you please microwave this? At least he said please. Yeah. Well, okay, he didn't say that actually. <laughs> oh. I'm just saying it. Oh, she's paraphrasing. She added the manners. Oh Guys, my god. Anyways, no, but I was like, anyways, okay, let's just let's just go back to the conversations. Yeah, well, I don't even remember what we were talking about. We were talking about grade thirteen. Yeah. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Grade thirteen. See, that's why we need it. We don't want any more micro so I have a microwaveable question. meals. No, I like. 25 you're in your yeah. mid-20s now you're 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 like a full-blown adult there is no there's no excuses right i'm five years old in adult years guys leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> so if you looking back on it because hindsight's 2020 and you did the grade 13 would you have still gone into nursing yes so yeah. this was like always something you wanted to do yeah and i think between that and veterinarian i always just wanted oh. to do something medical okay. and i knew doctor mm-hmm. was like well mel knows me the best and i my anxiety is like she has to like calm me down with certain things <laughs> like anyway so i do it in a heartbeat again but i think just the pressure of going beyond just nursing would be too much for me so this is good where i'm at mm-hmm. and i'm not in the hospital so that's even less stress it's just i'm at a good place i was actually going to ask nice. you yeah. because like when we were in high school and it was that time to pick your courses yeah a majority of girls went for nursing or teaching guys mm-hmm. went in for business accounting and trades Right. So yeah. I was going to I was about to ask you, like, did you go in because that's what many girls were doing, the following the crowd? Or was that something you've always saw yourself? But you answered that. So, yeah, to be honest, I don't think a lot of girls. I mean, I don't know if you've seen those the trend on TikTok. That's like, if you're a nurse, you were definitely a bitch in high school. I, I was like, going to bring that up. <laughs> I, love that. I was like, what kind of person were you in high school? <laughs> a bitch. No, I'm joking. I was so sweet. Anyway, so that trend really bothers me. But no, I think no one really actually that I know from my school besides Emily who was supposed to be here today but she she's the only one I think so, really yeah it was something that I just wanted to do mm-hmm. always yeah very so. cool very cool yes um this is gonna open-ended question for the whole table for all three of you because this one seems to kind of get the pot stirred a little bit and it was like <laughs> it was a little overdone back when it was specifically relevant but right now is a good time to kind of revisit it everybody's had a break from it and we kind of been able to take two we've been able to clear our heads yeah vaccinations specifically the covid vaccine dreaded i feel like it's gonna be a curse word (laughs) for real i feel like people have from the word simply yeah Yeah. so i mean we'll go we'll go around the table but like we'll start with you mel because i'm excited for yours (laughs) we're gonna get to you the vaccine i mean we'll start with did you get it yes I got both. Both? Or I guess there's four now, but I got the first two, yeah. Yeah. So what was your, like, motive? Um, I guess not, like, not, like, fear-mongering or, like, I was scared I wasn't allowed to do stuff. I think I just wanted to, like, keep living my life and just, right. I guess, protect my family, too, because everyone else in my family was, like, still going out, still working. Like, life didn't stop for them, so they were still, like, putting themselves out there. My dad works in a hospital. My mom works with... um 
like elderly patients. She has P- she's a PSW, so right. she also had to protect herself. Um, oh shit! So this shit was like really close to home when it was happening, mm-hmm. especially at the nursing homes and stuff. Yeah. So she yeah. So she like unfortunately like had to see you know deal with like a lot of people like passing away and stuff. Yeah. So for oh, her gosh. it hit really close to home. Um, but I guess for me. Um, yeah, I didn't really see like a reason why not to, um, like I got my flu shots. I got like, what are the ones you get in high school? Hepatitis or HPV? HPV. Like I was like, okay, like I got all of those. Um, actually, no, I actually don't think I get my flu shot, but (laughs) it's not, it's not a mandatory thing, but I did before. So it was like, okay, I don't know. I didn't really, it didn't bug you. I think it was different. It, yeah. I was indifferent to it. Yeah. yeah. Fair and, enough. Yeah, yeah. Indifference is a good word. And I guess yeah. my opinion on like people who were like not getting it, not anyone specifically, but I heard a lot of people being like, oh, you don't know what like you're putting in it or whatever, or like what you're putting in your body. But then a lot of the people that were saying that were going out and doing drugs on the weekend. So it's just yeah. like, I'm like, mm, I'm right. do you know what you're putting in your, <laughs> your body? body. <laughs> but yeah. still at the same time, I'm like, hey, like, you know what? If you don't want to get it, don't get it. Yeah. If you want to mm-hmm. get it, get it. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's kind of my opinion. Yeah, which is I think a lot of people took that stance of mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. whatever, right? Like Yeah. You know, I'll I'll trust it, but I mean, as time has passed since everything's kind of cooled off, we're going to get to you now, Dina, cuz I'm excited okay. for this. You're yeah. especially in nursing yeah. and your exposure to that world and like uh, you I feel like you would have a, a far deeper understanding of the world of vaccines than than anybody else here at the table. Yeah, and you know what's so funny about that and when I was in nursing school, we weren't even taught what was in vaccines. It was really? just in textbooks. That's shocking. Get it. So for me, I'm not against for like I'm I'm in, I'm the same with Mel with being indifferent to it. My problem and what I was mentioning before is the autonomy around it. For a lot of vaccines, it's an autonomous choice that you make. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm getting this, I'm not getting this. When it became you have to get this or I'm taking mm-hmm. away your right to work, right. your right to, it's I don't go to the grocery store to whatever. Then it was, to me, it just becomes very political. And what are you if you don't have autonomy? And that's like the number one thing in nursing out of everything is respect people's choices. Right. So it was really hard for me to put the two together of like, here we are trying to, we read for four years, respect people's choices, um, you know, give them all the pros and all the cons and the risks and the benefits and right. they can make their decision. And then now it's like, you're not, you're not telling someone to get the vaccine. What kind of nurse are you or what kind of doctor are you? And I was just like, there was just a disconnect for me and it really just turned me off. It, yeah. It's interesting yeah. because obviously the vaccine specifically, it was facilitated by big pharma and like yeah. people have their conspiracy theories and stuff. Uh, you can call them conspiracies. Some would call it truth or whatever, but mm-hmm. with your exposure to that world, I mean, how, I know you had a hard time balancing the two and you know but but yeah. did you feel like you had an obligation to get it? Yeah, so it's funny because um yeah, so I'm not. I think that's clear. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm not vaccinated. But so I had my job threatened actually and it like I was saying before I'm not even in the hospital so that was just even like I was still patient facing but I wasn't in the hospital setting but they basically were like going to get their lawyers involved and I'm not the type to like cry, but I like at one point kind of broke down. They're like, we're not forcing you to get it. And I broke down being like, but you are though, because this is like my livelihood at this point, my mental health, because now I'm going to be stuck in my home and it is very forced. Like, don't try and sit here and tell me it's not. So anyways, and there's just, 
that like hit hard for me because I was directly affected with the job part of it. Um, yeah. Also, I had actually I wanted to bring this up. I don't know if this is like I just remembered that this happened to me, but when everything was happening, I don't know if you guys remember, there was a headline from, I think it was the Toronto Star that was about unvaccinated people, and I have it, and if I can read it. Yeah, it was absolutely. like messed up. Yeah. Absolutely. But I'll tell you why I'm bringing it up. So basically, I don't know if I... Yeah, Toronto Star. So if unvaccinated, if an unvaccinated person catches it from someone who is vaccinated, boo-hoo, too bad. I have no empathy left for will- willfully unvaccinated. Let them die. I honestly don't care if they die from COVID, not even a little bit. Unvaccinated patients do not deserve ICU beds. That's so unfair. Yeah. So I read that, and as someone, like I said, who's very much your body, your choice, I was mortified. So I had one nurse who was in my like in school with me write me and say, you didn't even read the article. Like, they're right. And I was... I, like, lost all sense of, like, what is happening. Yeah. Who's in our healthcare mm-hmm. system? Yeah. Like, this is crazy. Mm-hmm. Because this is the stupidest example, but I bring it to, like, even dentistry. Someone doesn't brush their teeth and they eat candy all day. Are you going to go when you when they come to your office and say, I'm not treating you because you didn't take care of your teeth? And look, this is the consequence. That's very true. Do you know what I mean? Fair it's enough. so mm-hmm. similar. If someone doesn't want to do something for whatever reason, it could just be someone stubborn. I don't want to do it. Mm-hmm. Your obligation as a healthcare provider is to provide healthcare, period. So anyways, her saying that to me and then that post, it just like, I was furious and I was just like, this is not the healthcare world that I... Because so, it really I would, cre- it's, it creates such a divided society yeah. and yeah, that was what was breaking my heart the most yeah. because like I chose to get it eventually up at first. I was the type where I actually hated the idea of the vaccine, to be honest. I mm. hated the idea. For me, it was like, how come it's not? I understand like everything's going on very quickly, but you know, why didn't they approve it? That it's safe? Like how, mm. you know, they're just giving, I can't stand that. For me, that was like, what if this is causing it to make it worse? You know, all those sort of stuff. But anyways, yeah. um, long story short, I did end up getting it, but I could explain that another for afterwards but um that's what that's the thing it broke my heart seeing how people were getting so mean to each other mm-hmm. during a pandemic when everyone's mm-hmm. suffering mm-hmm. and i understand that could be um a f- you know there's a lot of fear that people go through because of loss of job income a loved one passing away is this gonna affect me especially if i'm already sick so yeah naturally we're when we get scared we speak up more and we act on certain ways but i think people just really like didn't take a step back to realize the consequences of their words, their actions, how they're treating somebody else. It it was Mm -hmm. so unfair Mm -hmm. and brutal to see. And I was thinking about the healthcare system a lot because when I started seeing that, like nurses leaving, having to leave. Okay, but now what if that was a single mother who can't now pay her bills and no place will take her because she has to get the vaccine, but she has kids to support. That's not fair. So it's so true because everyone, there was propaganda everywhere about... Like, even what I just read, ICU beds are filling up. Listen, ICU beds have been filling up since before we were even born. Like, that's just our world we live in. We have free healthcare, so people go into the emergency room for all kinds of reasons. COVID obviously put more stress on that, but not to the point that they were portraying it. And exactly what you said is people were getting healthy working people, qualified people like nurses, doctors getting fired for not getting vaccinated to me was so absurd because on one end, you're 
telling all these civilians, look at like unvaccinated people are taking up our beds. But it's like then you're firing all the healthy ones who mm-hmm. are willing to take care of like these people. Yeah. So yeah. it just it just became so much of politics for me that I just was like, this is crazy. And I guess healthcare mm-hmm. it's a, it is a world of politics, unfortunately, especially in Canada. But well, it's an eye opener. Like, yeah, I feel like the whole COVID thing, specifically the vaccine issue that you're talking about, and like the sort of segregated society thing, yeah, that came down like a bomb in the healthcare system, mm-hmm. and we're still picking up the pieces today. Yeah, in the sense of like, like the actual disease, or no, in, in lack terms of, of like yeah, like okay. the, like nursing, and like there are just no nurses. And they're talking about, like, I was looking it up, too, before you guys showed up, just to do a little bit of pre-show research. And they're talking about this, like, critical level nursing shortage and doctor shortage and just healthcare professionals in general. Nobody wants to get into the field. And you were talking about that a little earlier before the show. Yeah. So, I mean, again, firing people who are fully qualified and healthy makes no sense. But then also just the stress of nursing and the underappreciation and the hours. One, it's not good for the patient. But it's also not good for the person. And it's just become a field that at least I'm seeing from friends who are actually trying to get out of like the government funded healthcare sphere and into the more private spheres, which is where I'm at. And I've had at least three people who I went to school with write me saying, how did you do it? I'm trying to get out. And then going back to what I said earlier, I had so much internal struggle with feeling not good enough as a nurse because I wasn't in the hospital. I felt like... That was like the billboard yeah, ideal the noble, picture. The noble nurse. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. and if you weren't in the hospital, am I really a nurse? Am I just like a phony? What am I? And I had to just come to terms with like what I needed to do for my mental health. And that right. wasn't being in the hospital. But also hearing all of my colleagues being like, you are so lucky that you were able to get out of there because they did their one year of due diligence and were like, I'm out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them are still struggling to get out. And I haven't actually spoken to a lot of them but anyways it's it's tough because you got to find your place and I'm not saying the hospital is a bad place to be there like my other friend she's she loves it and there's so many nurses that love it so don't get me wrong but there is just a fine line of just finding the balance and the struggle actually even like when COVID was during COVID I you saw that whole movement of a lot of nurses going into cosmetic mm. Like that whole shit, like that wave. I don't know if you noticed that, Matt, yourself, but I noticed like as a as a frequent user of cosmetic nurses. I, just, you know, I, I just, notice that. you know, I don't know if people He's told you about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, just saying. But yeah, so you're about to say something. Uh, yeah. So I was gonna ask though. Um, you've you've obviously kind of turned into like sort of like a, a hero by accident, I guess, to some some of your friends. I mean, wow, I didn't think of it like that. But you're yeah. me emotional. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at it like from a political point. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a keyword going from like the publicly funded sphere to the private sphere. Yeah. So I just want to know your thoughts then on like, it seems that the trajectory of healthcare in at least Ontario is going private. So that's a great point because, so I am in cosmetic, but I'm also at like minor surgery, mm-hmm. which is private based minor surgery. And you would not believe the amount of like thankfulness and gratitude we get from patients who have had six months wait times at the hospitals for biopsies for certain cancers that they're able to get in with us within a week. Wow. So for me, that 
again, going back to me being like, am I a real nurse? But then I'm like, I get to help these people that otherwise would have been waiting six, seven months to a year to get something that's pretty urgent. I mean, if you think of skin cancers and how easy they are easy to treat, but if you're not catch, they're not caught right away. It's becomes a mess. Exactly. So anyways, I think it's very rare still. It's not, it's not a huge industry, but there is a lot more people that are opening up private clinics for things like minor surgeries yeah. to kind of alleviate the stress from the hospitals and get people in faster. So, so. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are kind of confused about the narrative oh. in terms of public and, and private healthcare because like, as you mentioned, our healthcare system is, you know, it's free, it's subsidized, like, yeah. you know, for all things that are covered on the list of things that mm-hmm. are covered, you can get it covered. But like you said, there are like six month wait times. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know, for those who are kind of maybe on the fence about it, and they're maybe concerned about people coming from communities that can't afford to go the private route. Oh, I see. Like, what do you say to people like that? So, I mean, fu- no. So when I say it's private clinic, it doesn't mean that it's not covered. 90% of our procedures are OHIP covered. So, oh, yeah, nice. this isn't. I didn't okay. even know this. Yeah. So this is actually great news for anybody who's listening who has specifically more grandparent based because that's where you notice these types of cancers. But anyways, if they have something, yeah, it's it's covered. 99% of the time. Right. It's only not covered if the doctor, if it's like, unfortunately, cysts aren't even covered anymore. Right. Cysts used to be covered, but I think in the last five or 10 years, they were like, no, we're not right. doing that. So anyways, yeah, if the doctor doesn't know what it is and it looks concerning, it's OHIP covered. And that's pretty much 99% of our patients. Do they base. share with you guys, like whether in school or wherever, how come cysts aren't covered? No, it's weird because cysts are benign like it's not anything that's going to cause you any harm besides aesthetic it doesn't look aesthetic right right? Right? and cysts can be genetic and you could have cysts like all over your scalp Mm -hmm. so originally i don't know why the reason why they even had it covered in the first place maybe they now doing just more research it's totally benign there's no issues there's no trouble with having it so it's cosmetic right paid for and that's yeah usually how it goes um but yeah it's just interesting because nobody really knows that that's available and our patients that come in are like this is crazy because i was looking like i said at six years or six months to a year to get in for something and i see you guys within a week so yeah which is so it's, it's good that you brought this up it's yeah. so good that you yeah. brought this up. Yeah. It's it's still, they're not, it's very minimal, but I'm hoping that that's where we transition. So again, it's not private in the sense that you, you're paying, like our consultations are free. I don't, I can't speak for anywhere else that does this yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. But yeah, consultations are free and you come in and if the doctor doesn't know what it is, then we, it's oh hip. So as yeah. long as you have a, a health card. Exactly. You're encouraging people to maybe explore the private route a little bit yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah. You might as well look at it because you don't want to wait for stuff like that. And yeah, you don't want to wait. Well, it's funny you mentioned this too, because on last week's show, we had Mariah on, who is like our holistic expert and she came in. And so her dad is like a holistic doctor, Mm. right? So mm. (laughs) (laughs) it's interesting, but he he specifically deals with like, like cancer. Like he deals with like holistic treatments for cancer. Mm -hmm. And she mentioned on the show, she goes, a lot of people kind of come in in a state of desperation where like they've tried everything else and it doesn't work. But I feel like if you were to go to the holistic route and all you're familiar with is like the healthcare system Mm. and you, you probably stayed away from private because it intimidated you. A lot of people, I feel like it's framed that way, especially because of the Americans that private means you need to, you need a bankroll out of pocket. Yeah. Yeah. So 
I know it's it's difficult. I think it's just something where because it's so new, like I said, yeah. it's hard to it's not it's going it's even like the vaccine. When things are new, everyone's like I don't know if this is right to right. do. So I think it just has to become more normalized and that will come with just time. Um but yeah, it's in, so you're saying that he he, it's their last resort is that what you're like not always right she, she was clear about it. like some people would just prefer the prefer holistic route so they'll go but fine. you're saying but that like, there's more other of a people she says quite a few will come in 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 sort of like a state of desperation like it's what progressed the cancer's at like sort of hey we're we're sort of in like the last stages here right i've tried everything else let's see let's give this yeah a go. yeah i mean that's that's interesting too and i i i don't know much about that and i i applaud people who are in that field because that's a tough one to kind of break through to certain people but Mm -hmm. I think too when you're in a state of like a health emergency or just like mentally you will go to extremes to find just like mental like stability stability and yeah Yeah. exactly in wherever you can find it and if that's the case then amazing I'm more talking like private for us is more you'd have to come before right that state and don't be afraid of it like exactly like you said if you're if you're in a state of a health crisis don't be afraid to try everything and anything is this that the podcast yeah everything everything. um so yeah um i i love it and just for the rewarding part of it because everyone's like i didn't know you existed and i didn't know i had this option and this opportunity so don't be afraid of it so (laughs) i have a bit of a follow-up then to this too yeah in terms of like OHIP covering mm-hmm. um, certain things for people to come to the private side and get it dealt with kind of immediately. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are also wary of the government that mm. is constantly taking things off the list. You mentioned cysts aren't covered because they're benign. Right. Okay, that's cysts. But like, no, what's going to be next? Yeah, right? Yeah. Like, what do they ask to save money? So, so this is the thing. I don't think we'll ever know if it'll get to that point. Right. But, at the same time, the only thing with private that you might run into maybe a bit of financial, not issues, but have to come out of pocket would yeah. be for certain like certain medications or dressings. Okay. I don't think we need to worry too much on the diagnostic part because I, I, I don't know how to explain, but I, I don't think it'll come to like, oh, you might have a cancer. We're not covering that unless it's in the hospital. Right. I don't I don't think it'll yeah, come yeah, yeah. to that. that I'm, I'm talking more like like if you go to a hospital and you need a bandage change, they won't charge you for that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because that's that's covered. But mm-hmm. it, in private, that's where you might get the the financial. I, yeah. Which and that makes total sense, which and I guess people would be willing to pay to go private for that kind of thing. Yeah. So you, you it's a balance, right? Mm-hmm. But in terms of what like your health, your actual health, I don't think it'll ever come to a point where they're going to mitigate everything. But I get what you're saying because mm-hmm. cysts were mm-hmm. covered and now they're not. But mm-hmm. it, it's a fine line. I think it's more the materialistic side, like the dressings and things. Right. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, what what are your personal stance on on, on the whole private thing? Because I know you work in it, which is yeah. one thing, but like that might not have anything to do with your personal feelings on it. From the people I work with, again, it's such a new industry, at least that I'm aware of in Ontario, at least. But I think I love it. I think they're amazing. I think the doctors there are like so authentic and and real, and no one's trying to put anything under the rug. It's right. all just there for the patient so I don't have any like negative 
more nurturing. Yeah, right? and it's just it's so rewarding. Like I can't explain like when someone comes to you like even with their kid, we have a lot of pediatric like patients who come in and they're like, "Yeah, I didn't know where to go." And my family doctor was like, "Try this place." Mm-hmm. And then we remove something even even if it's aesthetic and it's not anything to do with cancer. Just people are so happy that they were able to just do it without having to wait right. years or months for it. So I have nothing mm-hmm. bad to say about it. I think it's All great. Right. That's so. very, I mean, I think you cleared the air on a lot of questions people yeah, had, especially in Ontario with the trajectory of things because yeah. it is going more private, at least with the Ford government, right? I think so. I don't think it's a bad thing. I mean, knock on wood, maybe I'll, I'll come back next year and be like, yeah, never mind. Guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, so far, I think, I think it's a good thing. I think we're moving in a good direction. So um, I kind of want to come back to one of the things that you're talking about, too, in the vaccine section about mm-hmm. autonomy. Maybe bridge the gap into bodily autonomy as a whole. Mm-hmm. I mean, in Canada, we don't really see too many issues with like reproductive rights and bodily mm-hmm. autonomy except for the whole vaccine thing because that was kind of a nightmare mm-hmm. but i mean both of you kind of give us a synopsis on how you feel about bodily autonomy what does it mean to you i think yeah. everyone should have the right to say yes or no to whatever it's put on or in their bodies and yeah I feel without like consequence i yeah. want to emphasize that so what does yeah. consequence mean elaborate on that basic basic needs of living basic rights of living which i think it's severely like or should include mental health Mm. as a as a right Mm -hmm. so going back to unfortunately covid when people were in their homes to be safe the mental health like crisis skyrocketed kids who were in abusive homes having to stay stay at home because they couldn't go to school so Back to what she said, right to choose your own body without consequence of your basic human rights, including okay. mental health. Very mm-hmm. fair. I yeah. think, I mean, most people would probably define it, or at least their stance on it, that way. Mm-hmm. Maybe not in practice. There's a lot of hypocrisy True. involved yeah. there. Yeah. But what about delving into the realm of, like, reproductive rights? Because, I mean, uh. as a nurse and as women. Ooh, I'm sweating. So I'm very <laughs> grateful that we don't live in Poland, which I know you're going to this summer. I'll tell you all about that. Mm. But in Poland, they ban abortions. And they that was five years ago or so. I was going to ask how And I, it pisses me off. Like, I actually have, like, my skin is a little bit hot right now. Um, even if a woman, if her baby, if she's not able to deliver the baby, because say there's problems with the baby and she has to get an mm-hmm. abortion. Yeah. It's against the law. And a lot of women have passed away. Wow. Yeah. A lot of women in Ukraine who unfortunately were raped by soldiers and they went to Poland to, you know, escape. They can't get an abortion. Things like that. Wow. So when... That's fucked. Yeah. So sometimes because, you know, we have channels and families and all that sort of stuff that live in in Poland. Mm. And whenever I hear something going on in Canada... I don't have such a big um, reaction to what's going on in Canada because I'm like, there's other parts in the world that are Mm -hmm. dealing with it so much less. Yes, I live here. I should pay attention because what if one day, knock Mm -hmm. on wood, right? But it's when it comes to, it bothers me. It's like, okay, and then they want to ban birth control. It's like, okay, then... Uh, like, where, in Poland? Yeah. Oh. So oh things gosh. like this... So like they want to take away... <laughs> they want to take away the magic pill and then they want to take away your... Wow. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So abstinence is key in Poland, eh? Jeez. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. 
That's didn't mean crazy. to make it really sad right no, now. No, but it's but the truth. It's, it's the truth. To it's what's, and, then, and I'm sure that's probably going on in different parts of the world that we don't even know about too, right? Right. Um, so if anything, I'm actually grateful that thank God we, and I don't want to say we still have our rights because it's like, that's it should thing, be, like, even just saying that, it's like, it sh- that shouldn't even be my language to say. It should mm-hmm. be like, we're grateful we have rights as human beings. Yeah. Not, or like, we should have rights we as should have human beings. beings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Not that we still yeah. have, right? Because yeah. it could get taken away like yeah. this. You see what's going on in the States. So five yeah. years before, was it legal in Poland? It was okay to do it. Yeah. It was completely, you That's could go crazy. to the clinic. Right. Absolutely. It's just that the government changed and... And then the laws did too. And it's the way that they think. Right. And... Um, I'm not saying that religious people are this way because that's not true. It's just that their way of viewpoints in religion, it's yeah. more mm-hmm. toxic and evil. Yeah, they use religion. And they as used a it. Yeah. Yes. And I'm not saying I'm not saying religion's evil. I'm not saying that at all because you could do so much goodness with religion. Right. But it's their way of doing it and they're spreading it more into different areas in careers and in livelihood and for kids and schooling and all the different sort of stuff. Right. Um that's my viewpoint. What about you guys? No, I was just going to ask you because I do feel like those countries are very religious-based countries or mm. r- religious-influenced countries. Yeah. Whereas Canada, because we're so like multicultural and things, I, I think it that could be it's helpful in a way for us. Yeah. Because it's not like a set. Because mm. even the states that, a lot yeah. of the states that banned it are very Christian-based. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Which, I didn't even think of it that way. I know, but, I know Canada... I mean, on the books, and I'll tell you, because my major was political science, so I remember reading this stuff, and mm-hmm. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. It, it is technically illegal in Canada on paper. Illegal? It is illegal. However, all of our politicians kind of go, if we don't look at the law, and we don't talk about that law, then, then women we can, can kind of just rights? pretend that it's not there. Really? If they, As- if they actively, I think they're coming from the point of, if they actively sought to strike down the law, they would have to open it up to the public. And there's so many people in the public that would be like, leave it there and let's enforce it now. And they don't want to open Pandora's box. Oh my God. What is happening? So on paper, I'm I'm quite certain Mm -hmm. abortions are are kind of illegal in Canada. However, Mm -hmm. in practice, they're widely accessible Hmm. and they just agree not to talk about it. Because, like, just let them do their thing. Right. If they do talk about it, then, then they have it to opens, revisit it. It opens yeah. the book to people to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, like... And then people can take a hard stance yeah. on it and be like, well, well it's someone, written down. How come well, someone can't change that simply and just, like... There's a lot of laws that they haven't changed. You know it's illegal to drag a dead horse down Sunday? Oh. Down Young Street on a Sunday? Well, yeah. That is well, a real law written down. <laughs> yep. right. and, I would hope so. Because yeah, <laughs> she has two horses right here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It's yeah. illegal to drag a dead... You can do it on a Monday to, to Saturday, but you can't on a Sunday. Drag okay, a dead you, horse. When you say drag, you mean like the horse died and they're bringing it. Yeah, okay. because back in the time oh, when this God. law was written, everything was horse and buggy and stuff, oh, right? Okay. And sometimes horses would just die. And <gasps> you then would have just you have, have to, to leave them there it. until the yeah, next yeah, day. Yeah, you have to leave them. That's sad. Yeah. However, nowadays, <laughs> for them to strike that law down, there's way too much bureaucracy involved. So it's better to just leave it and pretend it's not there. Then go and try and change it and get rid of it. I'm sorry, who would agree? Who would be that one politic being like, no, that must stay? God forbid we start riding horses again. I think they would just say like, oh, Sunday's a holy day. Like, 
keep that's what it, it is yeah it's like, the lord's day oh, you know? okay, this is a yeah, law from like so. the freaking 1700s yeah. or 1800s right this is an like old ass law so if i saw a dead horse this sunday <laughs> you could yeah. and i started dragging it down young street you, someone could call the cops yep, on me the police yeah. could show up and they probably know this because this is like one of those obscure laws that everybody kind of sort of knows about because they're like what the fuck what else i gotta so tell a my cop mom would to be listen like, wow i get to <laughs> What's actually the definition arrest somebody of dragging though <laughs> Like, I guess you now, tie since we have cars, and you just, like... <laughs> but, like, is it physically, or can I tie it to my car? Like, is that no, also dragging? All of that I could be figured out in court. Because a lawyer would probably have a field day with that. And be when like, well, when my horse dies, out. I'll let you know. We'll, we'll <laughs> test it out. <laughs> Young Street specifically. <laughs> We're not talking about any other street. We're talking just about Young, Young Street. street. Yeah. Just Young Street. Just any Young intersection. Street. What if I drag it to Bathurst? Is that legal? <laughs> you should be okay, in theory. In theory. You should oh just God. Young Street. Yep. Sorry. That's okay. oh, so She has a horse, so... No, I just, I'm just. i thinking if my horse dies on Monday, we're waiting till Sunday, guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm oh sure somebody will still call, even if you dragged it on a Tuesday. Yeah. You're like, what the fuck is that? That's so crazy. Wow. Like, make it illegal on all days or none? <laughs> right? Interesting. Um, but yeah. the same example for not striking that law down yeah. is, is mm-hmm. the reason that they won't touch the abortion law. Hmm. And so even, like, conservatives will go in office and, like, hardline conservative voters will be like, talk about abortion. And they'll be like... Uh, I have my personal views on abortion, and uh, other people have their personal views on abortion. <gasps> they and, do uh, do next, that. Next, next question, please. No, but I think you know. I think in the recent election, I really don't know which one it was, but I think there was one candidate who was looking to ban abortion. Andrew like, Shear. But he's no longer guy. the leader of the conservative yeah. party. Oh my god! Yeah. You know what bothers me the most mm-hmm. is that it's men doing it. If yeah. A, if a woman was up there, I'd be like, "You're an idiot," but. There okay. are, though, in the States that are women. Oh, And I'm well, like, how, imagine that you, what if you went through that? Like, I don't, no, you it know, doesn't, they or, don't put themselves in those people's mm-hmm. shoes. And that's the part I just don't understand. Like, Well, a lot of those politicians have apathy and incredible disconnect from, like, the real world, right? I mean, let's be yeah. honest. All of those politicians, male or female, that are advocating against abortion are in financial and political circles that can get them for themselves and their kids if they need to off the books. And they yeah. do. They fucking do. Like, yeah. let's be honest. Mm-hmm. Look at look at like the Obamas. They, there's yeah. two beautiful girls. They went through office the whole time. Not a, a single scandal. And then after they were out of office, you like had stuff leaking about what they were doing in college university. And I'm like, and Coachella. Oh, those and girls, those they're our age, by the way. They were living, you know, in our generation. They were doing the same things we were doing. They it maybe had to be all... careful about who saw, but they were exposed to that shit. Right? Yeah. So they probably That's had access wild. to it. It is wild. I think it's just a whole rabbit hole because, like, no one is looking at long-term effects of that. If you are doing this for years and years, meaning, like, it becomes illegal, our world would be a completely different place. Mm-hmm. We wouldn't, kid, like, children, oh, my God, I can't speak. Women wouldn't be going to school. Men would probably be dropping out of school if they're, like, the father and having to get jobs. Like, it would be, like, it'd be a mess. A mess. It mm. would literally be a mess. Obviously not right away, but the long-term effects of that would just be... And then the kids potentially being in foster care. It's just a whole disaster. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I feel like there's also, like, a conspiracy, like, especially in the States about it, where it's, like, uh, people our age or, like, millennials, Gen Z, whatever, they're not... They don't want to have kids. So I think a lot of people were talking about... I definitely saw this on TikTok. They were saying how um, they're enforcing this, like, abortion ban forcing people to have kids and like reproduce because the white population 
in the uh, states is going down there are conspiracy theories yeah. about that and honestly i mean i know for a fact there are people who believe in that kind of stuff like racial purity and all that stuff but it's not just yeah. white people that believe in it one of the things we could talk about that's a great point that opens up a whole window of stuff <laughs> is like in canada we have what is officially called an aging population now i'm sure you're exposed to this in, a in what? nursing like what, an aging population oh. so like the larger percentage of our population is on the older side. Really? Like and, baby boomers. Yeah, and we're not having kids. And I mean, we're like the freaking first generation. We All four of us could sit here and say, yeah, our parents were married and had kids by our age and yeah. we're not in a rush to do it because mm-hmm. look at the state of things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So that's why we're not having them. But I mean, it does create a bit of an issue. Say things taper off, they get better. We're all in a position where we can get a house, we can have kids, we can mm-hmm. raise a family. All the day. And then we do that. There's going to be a big, a big gap when we become old people, who's going to take care of us? Oh, I don't want to think about that. Yeah. I know you don't want to think about it, but this, these are the things we have to think about because we're going to be old people My one day. My kids will take care of me. Really? The kids Which that kids? we're not the having. Kids you don't have yet? <laughs> the kids that I will have eventually. That we'll have eventually. Eventually. Oh, eventually. I, you know this. Eventually I want to have kids. No, I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm, I'm poking the bear. I know I'm you are. I'm just kind of curious. I know you are. But it's, yeah. I mean... I, it's women that have to carry and deliver children, mm-hmm. but at the same time, it's women and men that do get old and need yeah. the next generation. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we're all kind of in the hot seat with this one. It's true. My sister's like, because I want kids, and my sister is like, you're so selfish. And I'm like, and she's younger than me, and I don't know if this is a her generation thing too, but she's just like, you're so selfish for wanting kids. Why would you want kids in this world? And I'm like, unfortunately for that reason. That's a weird... <laughs> like, frame of mind how old is your sister she's 21 so not not too much younger yeah, than us but, but 21 is not 25 21 is exactly <laughs> um no she's very much like how could you want a kid with the state of living she's like to bring them into oh, a world where okay. there's That's just a fair perspective I yeah that. but yeah. it's true like if you really and yeah if you did, look at it that way yes but if you dig deep on why you want children like yes there's like i want you want children for yourself Yep. Even if it's just for mm-hmm. the comfort of having a baby mm-hmm. or like taking care of a kid, that's still a selfish reason. If you really. But I feel like it's dangerous to frame it in that way because look at it like this. If you strip away all our political ideas, all mm-hmm. our personalities, all our mm-hmm. thoughts, and you just make us raw animals, there's one driving force and we're going to have kids because life needs to, go, to move on, right? And I would mm-hmm. even say we're also community-based people. So, so yeah. is, it really, yeah. is it really selfish when it's maybe self-love? If anything, because why does we, it have to be one or the other? That seems very like, it why is both. it mutually excuse? It could be both. Yeah. And it could be also nothing because <laughs> we just simply want a community yeah. where that's naturally or in like our what head, you said, right? it's just a natural <clears throat> process yeah. or instinct of mm-hmm. this, our species. I think yeah. what's selfish is people who want kids have kids and they don't take care of them. Yeah. yeah. That to me is or, selfish. Or you selfish. have kids and you want to make a designer child and you want them to do specific things yeah. to send you. That's fucked up to me. Don't have a kid if that's what you want. Yeah. If you want like a little Gucci Chanel baby that <laughs> goes to friggin' Harvard and studies math and becomes a doctor, go fuck yourself. But yeah. like, if you're having a kid because you want to have a family, I don't think that that's selfish. I think it's a terrible thing to frame it as. And honestly, yeah, I hope my sister listens to this too because <laughs> I felt like such a bad person for like, no, oh my God. But yeah, it, may, it makes sense. I know it's a cliche to say her mind will change, but <laughs> as somebody who was once 21 and is now 27, I'll be 28 soon. <gasps> I know in three weeks. Yeah. I'm going to say your mind 
fucking changes. And anybody who goes, my mind won't change, shut the fuck up. You have no experience. Just wait. Wait a second, all right? Because if you ask those same people, do you remember your first day of high school? Were you nervous? And they'll all say yes. And if you ask somebody in grade 12, are you nervous to go to high school? They'll be like, fuck this shit. I'm yeah. so done with it. Because yeah. your yeah. mind changes as yeah. you grow, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Wait, so well, hold on. You, didn't, you wanted kids, though. When I was younger, and then I would say from about... 19 to 22 23 i was like mm. yeah. <laughs> really because the world sucked yeah <laughs> like fuck so that. now like, you don't with the really real want world. kids no now i do oh, now okay, i'm 27 okay. and i'm like fucking what the hell am i doing if i don't have kids like, yeah <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna take care after me yeah like, i get it you know like what's the what i don't want to say what's the purpose of life because that mm. sounds very like it's too broad. Pessimistic. And, really and it's sad. also like everyone like, has their own opinion on it. Absolutely. And I, I think it's fine. If you don't want to have kids, no problem. You know, you have your reasons or whatever, but. I can't wait for that day. Oh, a lot of us can. And the older we get is the more people you hear being like, first of all, there's a lot of people in our generation that have kids already. Yeah. You all yeah. know people with kids, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. And then you, uh, but... Mariah came on last week and she's like, you know, our age too. And she was like, I'm expecting, I'm pregnant. We're like. Congratulations. Me and Alex are like, whoa, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> we are not expecting kids anytime soon. Yeah. yeah. No, but actually, that's a good point because everyone, once you leave university or even high school, really, it's like a f- you don't know what the fuck to do anymore. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. everyone's on a different path, a different, like you said, marriage, kids, or like, Mel, you're still in school. There's just like such a broad umbrella, and I feel like it's so easy in this at this age to get lost. <laughs> Is that something that you were struggling with? Yeah, like, I think I still struggle with it. Because I had, like you guys were saying, both my parents were married and had me at 24. Mm -hmm. So they want me to wait. Obviously, if my mom listens to this, she's, like, very against marriage. But anyways. (laughs) (laughs) So, but yeah, my point is, like, I'm just, it's just a very confusing time. And I think I was, for the longest time, like, had an expectation of where I should be mm-hmm. and where my parents were. Yeah, yeah. And then I didn't well, get we, there. That's all we have to base life off of. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And then when I didn't get there, I was like, oop, like, am I old? Like, I tell her every day, I'm like, I'm old. Yeah. Like, I'm at an age where, like, if somebody says, like, hey, how old are you? I'm like, no. I don't know. Really? 25 hits different, doesn't I'm it? I'm like, <laughs> 20. Actually, at 25, when I was 25, I... I felt the same way too. Now I'm so too. now I'm so excited to be turning 27 in like three weeks. Mm. Oh, I can't wait for it. Like it just, I'm so happy. And I'm turning 28. 30 is like screaming in my ear. My sister's turned 30 her last birthday, and I'm like, mm. fuck me, man. I I feel like for our generation, a lot of us feel behind. Yeah. Like very behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's fair. Everybody agrees. Mm-hmm. That. Is that how you feel too, Mel? Oh yeah. Like I was supposed to graduate in 2020. Like, yeah. if I had, like, you know, like, not taken a year off, like, gone, like, straight into my degree, and, like, I see all my friends, like, with their big girl jobs or whatever, and, like, I'm just like, oh, I have exams next week. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I do feel behind, but, like, I also just have to remind myself, like, I'm on my own journey, and, like, I'm still young, mm-hmm. and, you know, That's aging. Hard, and it's easier said than done, it's right? It's so yeah. much easier said than done, yeah. and I feel like people just now say that without any heart, because mm-hmm. it's constantly given right I was even told that all the time when I was going through like my and I'm still kind of going through it even though finally I stepped into a field that I was thinking about for seven years didn't do anything about it though and now I'm in the very beginning stages but now I'm like oh my god oh my sorry oh my god what's next now because yeah I want to expand as a yoga teacher and Mm -hmm. like ingrain my knowledge even more 
how can I make this possible that I it could be a good income also at the end of it? Mm-hmm. A whole bunch of different part. thoughts, right? That's yeah, hard part. it's so hard. Monetizing yeah. stuff, even for yeah. me and like this podcast. Like I I went into the military. I was in cadets in school, and then mm-hmm. I went into the military when I was twenty years old. Wow. And I was in it until just recently, March, and like twenty seven. So my whole twenties basically were spent in an institution. I was like heavily institutionalized. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking for myself for the first time in my life at twenty seven, almost mm-hmm. twenty eight. And you're like a baby. It's horrible. I'm literally, I'm like, I know nothing. And like, <laughs> I feel so behind and 30s coming up on me. And I'm like, God damn this, mm-hmm. man. And like, everybody's like, yeah. when are you going to get married? When are you going to have a, ha- when gonna have a kid? Oh when are you going to get a mortgage? And you're like, yeah, you can't oh escape it. It's God. everywhere because it's. But we're so you know, young. Like, we're so young. Yeah. I, I, in the grand scheme of things. Yes. But like also too, you know what it is we're getting older too? and our bodies are changing and you can start to see the change now and it freaks you out. Yeah. Because you're like, I want to be able to do stuff with my kids and like, yeah. I don't want to be this old decrepit whatever because I started too late. Yeah. yeah. You know what? I think with me, because my mom had me at 37, right? Mm-hmm. She came to Canada at 30, oh no, she got married to my dad at 32. Um, so I would say a year before that they came to Canada or so. And so hearing their stories, how what they had to go through it was absolutely horrible like they slept in a doghouse at one point because they what? it was like poverty for them at one point because they but they were trying to survive they came to canada with just 50 bucks in their pockets and then wow. they had me and my brother unexpectedly but at 37 and 39 right because my brother's two years he's your age and i think because of that story and hearing that they had us later in life so did mine. gave me more of like I'm literally in no rush. I'm doing this to myself. I can choose to listen to society or literally realize it is okay to have kids later on. And even pe- like there's so many, pe- there's actually so many people that have kids so much later in well, life. Bringing well, up healthcare to that, that's yeah. also a good point because our healthcare has evolved so much in terms of mm-hmm. before, if you were, you reached a peak of age of mm-hmm. getting pregnant without complications. Now there's just so much support Interesting. with that. So like, it's not, it's it's not ideal but it's not unheard of now it's not like oh my god you're you're 37 40 and you're having a kid like what do you think's gonna happen to the kid to your Mm -hmm. health all this stuff yeah people have kids now 45 yeah like there's pregnant women at the gym and they're 45 and they're pregnant with their first wow yeah Yeah. see okay but here's the thing it could have been a story where they couldn't get pregnant for Mm -hmm. a long time yeah Yeah. maybe they had a really high demanding job maybe they didn't have the um the funds and i think it's sad to be judging a woman for finally getting pregnant at 45 after what she has gone through Mm -hmm. like i think yeah you know what i mean and what if she actually lives to being really healthy in her 90s like that's the thing yeah but you don't know you don't i know but you could also have a child in your 20s and die at 50 it's true you never never know but my my argument with it is like i i am a family man personally like i love my family and my mom who's in her mid-50s or going into her late 50s now. She's not going to like me saying this, but it is what it is. She's in her late 50s now. My dad's already 60. If I wait too much longer, that window of allowing my parents to have a relationship mm, with my kids yeah. gets yeah. way smaller. I understand And so that. saying the word 45 for mm-hmm. me to even to, to start yeah. a family, yeah. my parents are going to be in their freaking 70s and 80s, yeah. if not older. Like, no, I'm mm-hmm. not down for that. I had my grandparents, fortunately, mm-hmm. and they made a huge impact on my life. Yeah. yeah. And to take away that. So it's like finding a balance between. Yeah. So you're saying if you're in a position like not to wait, 
unnecessarily. Like, yes, yeah. exactly. Like, don't prolong it just because it's medically feasible. Or, right, right. You know what I mean? Like, careers are not everything. And, like... Well, careers are also always changing, and they should always change. Yeah. In my opinion. I'm on so. my third career before 30. It's great. Like, it's fucking <laughs> weird, but, like, you know. I, I saw this TikTok that said... I think I sent it to you, Mel. It was, like, the best thing I ever saw, but it basically said... When, you know, Friends, the show, mm-hmm. obviously. But they started the show when they think, I think they were 21 Six. or something. 26. 26? Yeah. Okay. And then they ended the show 10 years later. Yep. So they were saying, don't worry about it. You're just on season two of Friends. I and love I was that. like, that just yeah. made me feel so good because, yeah, they were 26 when they started and they had no clue what they were doing. I mean, so I'm literally, wait, am I turning 20? I'm turning 27. So I'm, I'm on season two of Friends right now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wait, am I 26? Wait, 20. Yeah, I'm 27. I'm turning 27. You, you tell yeah. us, so, Matt. I'm on season two. You're on season three. Thank you for that. I'm yeah. not even know, on the right? season yet. Yeah, so. you're, you're, yet. You're, just a, you're the pilot right now. I'm auditioning. Yeah. You're auditioning. <laughs> That's really interesting. Um, but so what have you heard in terms of like broadening or widening the window for like women getting appropriate health care going into like, you know, pregnancy and stuff at yeah ages. well i just think like just overall there's just more like science behind it and now there's like ivf and like yeah. there's surrogacy and like but those are expensive free, and freezing. they're not covered yeah so that that is one of the downfalls of it but it's still available so if you mm-hmm. were to to wait it's it's something that can happen mm-hmm. yeah and especially apparently you're supposed to start freezing your eggs at 35 i think Whoa. that's like the cutoff age of like healthy eggs and then mm-hmm. you can choose exactly like when you're 45 right. if you get pregnant naturally at 45 amazing i think there would be a lot more medical attention to that yeah, yeah. but um yeah like freezing eggs surrogacy ivf but again it's money so, so mm-hmm. one one other thing i kind of want to throw into this argument for everybody a little food for thought and, mm-hmm. and this, this, these are f- facts. Like these are figures that have been agreed upon by Western medicine, by holistic Chinese, everything. Mm-hmm. Everybody sees these numbers and everybody's kind of concerned. For men, we're seeing the average man walk around everyday life with 70% lower levels of testosterone than Ooh. our fathers. And women have a similar increase in the rate of things like PCOS. So infertility is on the rise for all humans. Mm-hmm. And so when you throw that into the equation and you talk about our generation wanting to get started later, what do you think about that now? I feel like there's not, you know what? (laughs) No, you know what? I don't think there's a huge emphasis on that topic really. And that's the thing, which is good, which is good. Um, I think if that was broadly talked about, I think then the topic about stress management, nutrition, living circumstances, how you live, then that needs to be talked about more because really that stuff is happening because of all of it. It's shit. The the quality of food, your stress levels, your stress literally breaks down your immune system. Matt, they say even like the seat heater in your car I know is playing a massive role yeah. for both of us shut up men yeah. and wait women. for yeah. what like increasing increasing in- our infertility in oh, men so and what, women so what I gotta freeze my butt off yeah. have well I mean think about it like people Great. used to just get in cold cars and then wait for them yeah. to warm up you know well, but they were healthy right like they were healthy and that's <laughs> oh the body what the body dear. can design right or is sorry that's what the body's designed for right like it's um 
Yeah, no, if people thought about that more, then they'd have to make a huge life tra- like, you know, lifestyle change and yeah. Yeah. one step at a time, of course, because you could really overwhelm yourself. There's so much when it comes to the wellness industry. But, but that's, it, that's super the thing. scary, it's like, though, to it think is. about. And because that just adds a whole nother freaking load lot of, of pressure that's and the not problem social, too, The problem, know? too, with PCOS, it is difficult to get a, um, a confirmation they have PCOS. Yeah. A yeah. lot of doctors, when women go to the um, clinics and they say, my periods are are painful for them that's normal periods are not meant Mm -hmm. to be painful we're not meant to have severe cramps if you have severe cramps i'm sorry i'm this is me don't rely on birth control because you're just masking the problem there's a deeper problem going on in your body and it has to do with your hormones and if you don't check out your hormones your life is like in Mm -hmm. a way decreasing and um that plays with your mental health that plays into your organs that plays into literally everything um so a lot of doctors dismiss women who have severe cramps, yeah. Yeah. which is the really shitty part. And so it takes sometimes even up to 10 years to finally get a doctor, apparently. Mm-hmm. That used to be Having a thing. my friend, I agree with you. Yeah, It was right? a male doctor, too, and he was like an older doctor. And he was just like, this is normal. And she was like, this she actually had to normal. switch doctors because she was like, you're not hearing me. Like, yeah. this is not normal. And it doesn't feel right in yeah. our bodies. And us women, we all have intuition but it's one of the six senses and women have very powerful intuitions mm-hmm. because of the fact that we have periods and such. Yeah. Yeah. And so when you feel, even like when you're, you know, you feel that feeling of a cold coming in your body, right? So you it's, know, you just yeah. know that it's yeah, coming. Yeah, you know it's coming. Especially yeah, sure. with women, like we know something is not right mm-hmm. at all. And so then you get dismissed. Oh, It's interesting like, you're it's saying nice. that too because I think when it comes to the conversation of like, medicine especially and we talk about i mean i've heard this argument from a number of women in a number of platforms in a number of ways Mm -hmm. but it's it's the same thing is true for men whether you think so or not because how much do you guys know about prostate health we don't and it's unfortunate so one of the things they say for men oh get your prostate checked for the first time when you're how old do you know like 55 50 usually 40 to 50 is when you're supposed to go and that could be too late prostate cancer is the most treatable form of cancer it's also the most spreadable form of cancer in the entire human body yes it is I'm like yes yes (laughs) yeah so then but prostate cancer especially for men it's not showing up at 40 or 50. It's mm-hmm. showing up in, in your 20s. So hear me out, dudes, if you don't know about your prostate. And for any <laughs> ladies who might have a man in their life they care about, oh, yeah. if the guy is waking up in the middle of the night to go and pee, he needs to get his prostate checked. Okay, I'm going to let a coworker know that. And, but nobody knows about it. And, and a lot of people don't care about it. I think oh. that's what it is, especially for, for the women when they complain about things they know is wrong with their body. And then for guys who literally just haven't, absence of knowledge on their body because no one gives a shit mm-hmm. yeah and now we're all sitting in the same pool of, we, of increased infertility yeah. and you have and to be your own advocate in healthcare. Yeah. even outside of this you have to be because mm-hmm. nobody's going to do what you need besides you on so. it. and i feel like we c- i could say this and for you guys too for women as well we quote unquote know about our bodies and know about our periods and such we really don't mm-hmm. fully know the yeah, whole extent of they it don't none of us have access about our to this information exactly. and it's, it's crazy it's absolutely crazy like oh my gosh thankfully like I worked at um, a supplement store where I was fortunate enough to work around nutritionists and naturopathic yeah. doctors but I still there's so much more that I still don't know yeah. but I'm so grateful that even just hearing them talk about it like PCOS was the first time I heard about PCOS was two years ago mm-hmm. um, a client came in and she was talking to one of the naturopathic doctors and I'm like I said her name I'm like afterwards like when the client left 
left, I spoke to the uh, naturopathic doctor. I said, what's PCOS? She's like, when you have cysts on your ovaries yeah. and like she started going into full details and how like it's insanely painful, your uh, fertility is down, you gain a shit ton of weight, you, you get very depressed and anxious, also, all these different like things. Also, the egg and can goes, implant in like the wrong place and kill you. Yeah, like, exactly. It's crazy. And I'm yeah. like, this Look is a PCOS, thing? It's nuts. And yeah. I'm like, this yeah. is a thing and yeah. I'm a woman and I don't know about this? And, and I, I looked into now. it because I had an issue with like, you know, my prostate and a cancer scare. So I went through that whole fucking thing and then I fell down mm. the, you know, WebMD friggin' <laughs> rabbit hole. Yeah. There's nothing about prostates. Yeah. They know nothing about you it. You know, even and they if know you nothing go. nothing about PCOS. Doctors don't know. So when you go in for something, I will say, doctors know things, they don't know everything. Of course. Mm-hmm. Of course. So, but like, take that with a very. Grain of, grain of salt. Like, like with a grain of salt, but like, be the advocate for yourself so mm-hmm. like you said if you like you had the scare and maybe you went somewhere your friend my friend who went to her doctor and i told her i'm like you need to go somewhere else you need to go somewhere else and you need mm-hmm. to find different opinions and don't you know run around town for it and you know get more scared yeah. but yeah be your own advocate is like the biggest but thing. it's like we were saying earlier when you're in that position it's fucking scary and you can yeah. spiral mm-hmm. so fast yeah. and it's hard to organize your thoughts and even figure out where to go where to yeah. start and yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm so the I mean, internet probably not the yeah, best. Yeah, definitely not. For, that's for sure. But what do you um, recommend then to people who are in I that think, position? Well, I think most people have family doctors, so I think that's a good place to start. Majority of us were born in Canada, so we usually have like a family doctor from like birth yeah, yeah. till now. Like my family doctors, I think, still the same. Um, anyways, yeah, start with your family doctor, I would say, and then, like you said though, if they are still kind of listening like hearing you but not doing anything about it mm-hmm. like i had i had something on the back of my neck that i was like this it's a lymph node but it's lymph nodes aren't supposed to be swollen i went to my family doctor she went she's like it's fine it's just probably like inflamed you know just because you were sick three months later i called her and i actually spoke to the nurse because they don't the doctor's an answer and i go yeah tell her it's grown it didn't but i'm like tell her it's grown in size and like it's changing color and i want an ultrasound and I got an ultrasound. It it's was like, fine, but I I think it's I just weird you have to you push have it. To like, yeah, you, you have, have to, to kind of exaggerate a little bit. Oh, a hundred percent. Like if you go into like the ER even for the stupidest thing, you have to be you have to be. Mm-hmm. So see, my family doctor was so great. He unfortunately passed away, but he was mm-hmm. in his seventies, and he was a combination yeah. of medical and holistic. And I oh. found that a lot of, Pol- he was Polish. A lot of Polish doctors are like that because they grew up with herbs and all these different things. Right. And he was the one that taught me about probiotics and vitamins and vitamin C's and all these different things. And now I feel like, because I have a new family doctor, but I talked to him and it's just a freaking blank wall. I'm mm-hmm. like, where's my doctor? Well, you know what I feel like that, it, the main reason for that is, and you might be able to back me up on this because you're in this industry, mm-hmm. the shortage. So they have like full clientele lists. I'm leaving the military now. Fortunately for me, my family's still with my old family doctor and he was mm. like, tell him to come back. Yeah. Otherwise, I started looking into it. Nobody's taking patients. Family yeah. doctors are actually becoming less prominent now, unfortunately. Um, there's a reason for it. But GPs are just not, um, it's not a, a career route anymore. Right. It's more specialized now. So... But yeah. you need to get referrals to go and see these specialists. Like, yeah. So yeah, I know it's it's so it's crazy. I, so back to where I work, it's a good, it's good that we're having these kind of places open up because 
they are specialists and they're <laughs> surgeons. Yeah. Um, if, like you said, there's going to be shortages in GPs, we need more of the private specialized places. Right. So we, if, if mm-hmm. we're losing one, we have to have the other is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Or, yeah, build on that at least. But Or even, honestly, go to a naturopathic doctor. I, need, I know that this might be a little expensive, but I find they care about you so much more. They do full-on, like analyzing on everything yeah. blood work and they go into nitty-gritty so like for example when I went and got my blood work done a couple of years ago with my family doctor and asked him about my iron levels he's like you're okay so we transitioned the papers to my naturopathic doctor and she's like do you know what your number is I'm like no she's like it's and then she told me the number yeah. and she's like do you know how severe that is I'm like no she's like you're anemic yeah. And my oh, own yeah. family doctor wow. couldn't even tell me that. That's so such a that's, good point. It's so sad. The naturopathic doctors go into mm-hmm. the nitty gritty. They'll tell you, get a hormone um, test. Yeah. And they'll tell you everything that's yeah. going good that's and bad said. with your body. Her yeah. dad does, like literally right in front of your face, will look at your blood yeah. and be like, this yeah. is what this is. This is what this is. This is what this is. My yeah. where, The other place I work, a lot of people come in for, I do a lot of PRP for people who have lost hair. And their first thing is like, they think it's genetic. And I always tell women, if you're losing hair, it could be genetic very well, but did you get your hormones checked? And they're mm-hmm. like, yeah, I went to my GP. I went to my doctor. I'm like, no, did you get your hormones checked? Because like I said, GPs, they're they're general practitioners for a reason. They know general base knowledge. Mm-hmm. They're not specialized in, if it's within the normal range of your hormones, they think it's normal. But a naturopath or like a hormone specialist, like a nurse practitioner will be like, if it's on the high end, it can cause something as severe as like loss of hair, yeah, skin problems, like so many different external factors that a regular GP will just see like the little range and be like, yeah. it's within the range and, yeah, and you're, you're probably fine. fine. Yeah. So it's like, no, I still feel sick. You brought up a good point though, especially going the holistic route and then yeah. especially for guys, yeah. because as a guy, I can, I advocate for this. A lot of dudes. Mm-hmm have a hard enough time getting them to go to the doctor for something that is <laughs> mm-hmm. like, bro, that's serious. Yeah. Then you go and add, you know, the lack of affordability to the mm-hmm. equation. No one's going to go to a holistic doctor. But you know what, though? I find that when you do start taking the natural route, you start to heal deeper parts of your body that you don't actually then need to... No, 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 <laughs> but, but it actually ends it, up... Dude. But it ends up... They did like a study on this. It ends up being more affordable because you spend less time going because you're actually getting I know. healthier. I understand what you're so saying. So I understand that it may <laughs> be up front. I'm, I'm saying though, I'm advocating for the people who don't have access to that kind of I understand care. that, and yeah. And then they have to live with these things and then it cuts, well, they yeah. lose their hair or their life's cut short or this thing grows on them and it just, you know, mm-hmm, their whole yeah. lives are ruined by stuff that could be prevented, especially in the earlier stages. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. That's one of those things where, like, how do we tie holistic healthcare providers into the grand scheme you know, of things and coverage and you know, you know what even it could subsidizing? Be too, yeah. though, is kind of switching what you are doing that you don't need to be able to afford something else. So, for example, if you're somebody that buys a lot of bottles of wine, I know that's something very like it may sound silly, that's but how much rough. is a bottle of wine? Like, let's be honest here. If you start to slowly change your expenses. I don't know, Nat. Because like, it depends. It's, it's something you, you have to just kind of think about, maneuver think around. Think about what you're asking somebody to do in a state of, like, 
freaking out. Or, mm-hmm. like, something is okay, medically freaking, wrong I with understand. me. Because that could take I have time, a, yeah, right? I have like, a timestamp. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. change my economic behavior so I'm mm-hmm. forward to go and see holistic. That's not realistic. No one's going to do well, that. Well, so it depends if you want, because I know some people that, I'm saying this only because I had an experience like that when working at a supplement store. Like mm-hmm. this, I'm just saying based yeah. on what people have done to make it work. Right. Yeah. I'm just bringing up a counter argument that a lot of people would give you. I know. Yeah. By hearing what you're saying. Um, I totally get that. You know what I mean? I, I just feel like, honestly, it comes down to accessibility mm-hmm. is important. And the way you're despri- describing this whole privatization thing in Ontario, mm-hmm. I'm kind of for that then. I think it's yeah. great. As long as you, yeah. your people can get access to it. Yeah. Then it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah. To, I think it is. It is great. It, it does for sure help mitigate wait times. It's just the fine line of if this becomes more of like a prominent industry, right. then Inevitably will you're it gonna get corrupt? Exactly. Right? And where is the line between, cause the doctors that run this facility don't get coverage for certain medications and bandaging. So mm. then it's like, then, it, then that becomes difficult, but also yeah. too, like looking at privatized healthcare in the United States, for instance, yeah. because there's so much privatization in healthcare, you end up seeing things like price gouging, both by doctors and like big pharma. Yeah. And if we open that Pandora's box in Canada, then things like yeah. even fucking diabetes medication, which is fully covered here, or not, mm-hmm. it's not fully covered here, mm-hmm. but like yeah, some of them no. are not. But see, mm-hmm. it's like, and like insulin needles too are not like, like you have to pay for those. It's just, I don't know, it's wild. And like, honestly, career like careers are shifting more towards entrepreneurship and like self-employment yeah which there's no benefits and coverage for those people and if that's the world we're kind of going towards it's even worse like it's just like a pile of Mm -hmm. unfortunate to be honest do you know about like the price differences in like the procedures that you offer at the clinic you work at versus going to the same clinic in the United States? Mm, No, I wouldn't. And that would be really interesting to look into, to be honest. Because I know a little bit about it, but not enough to speak on it. But I know that there is like, I'm talking tens of thousands of 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 dollars in difference. Yeah. Yeah. But see, that's the thing. I wonder if maybe there's a big difference because they've been privatized for so long. Will that be us in 15 years? Well, I guess they have Obamacare or whatever the hell, like (laughs) Medicaid they call it. But I don't know anything about that. But it doesn't do anything. So it's a yeah. free-for-all down there. Yeah. I'm so nervous about the word privatization mm-hmm. becoming inevitably linked with free-for-all. And right. you just open the gates for corruption. Mm-hmm. But not uh. just like in Western medicine, but like in holistic medicine too. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But don't buy that bottle of wine and maybe you'll be okay, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not saying is- you can buy one. Don't Jesus buy. Here. Like you I'm see just- people line, like lining up with 10 of them. Like I'm saying like, have, sure, have your wine. But like kind, of like kind of like cut it a little bit. Like, Well, maybe they're I'm buying saying- for the year. You never know. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, they're stocking up. Exactly. I think that's that's what's so wrong with stocking up, you know? It's fine. Um, I mean, yeah. I feel like I covered everything. The only other thing that's on my... I was actually thinking about mental health here for yeah. a moment because I know nurses, because we talked about the pandemic and we talked about just in general what it's like to be in the industry and such. Um, so yeah, nurses, when it comes to mental health, mm-hmm. I know that's something that... No, I'm, I'm not... I'm not to, I was about to say the word passionate because that's not the word. <laughs> yeah. But I know that's something that I guess you could, could relate to since you're in the field and all these different things. Yeah, I think mental health is like... Obviously, it affects everyone in every industry. But nursing specifically, at least I can speak for myself. Mm-hmm. It was difficult. 
and I don't know if that's just my personality and I maybe struggle with mental health a little bit more, but my thing is I'm an overthinker and I think in the hospital for me at least, and I was think I don't know if I said this on the podcast or maybe to you guys before, but I just had not a great experience in my last year of nursing where we really honed in on like our skills and when you're trying to learn something new and you don't have somebody there that's very supportive of it, mm-hmm. it will deter you from ever wanting to go back. And that just added to my stress of like the field and the overthinking. And am mm-hmm. I doing this right? Am I even like good enough to be a nurse? Like, I mean, I did great in school, but you just, when you're left with that in your last year, it's like, damn, like I really don't know anymore. Um, but not everybody struggles with it and like I was saying like some nurses like they are meant for the hospital and they are meant for the high stress and they're meant to to do that but I think it's just important to understand that if there are people listening or there are people in school that want to be nurses it's not the only route and you're good enough no matter where you are in the field and Mm -hmm. put your mental health first above somebody else's unfortunately that's just you have to you have Mm -hmm. to protect your own self before you can even think about helping somebody else yeah so and that goes to literally anything in life right like even for yourself as like a person whether it's you know you're you have a partner you have employees underneath you Mm -hmm. you have anybody anybody friends all that sort of stuff you know a boyfriend too like you got to put yourself first it's so easy a nurse is supposed to be like the empaths but you have to Mm -hmm. so you're you're intuition is to help to help to help and then you're like holy crap where have i been and now you're just like now i'm in therapy and like there's that saying uh, yeah you you can't pour from an empty jug yeah Mm -hmm. right yeah so true yeah yeah but i mean mel you have thoughts on on the whole mental health thing too i kind of want to she's my my therapist without being paid (laughs) i want to hear your thoughts i mean we can broaden the the whole horizon Mm -hmm. from just like nursing specifically Mm -hmm. and going to just mental health especially after the covid in the wake of covid and mental health levels at the place that they're at now mm. yeah um you can like talk what, about like me my opinion on it or yeah I do whatever you have to offer i'm honestly i kind of want to like depression and anxiety right now mm-hmm. and we've talked about this on the show before too mm-hmm. the levels are super high right now mm-hmm. but some people are kind of you know how they talk about destigmatizing and whatnot is there a line between destigmatizing mental health and then also using mental health as a cop out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's a good question. Um Oh god, I don't really know. Like somebody I, you is there like a line between somebody like people are hushing it away but then also there's those people who use it as an excuse for their behavior take advantage towards, of it. Yeah. yeah. Especially with it becoming more like and somebody more like treating somebody about. poorly. Yeah. Oh, but I had anxiety yeah. and I freaked I out think, at you. Yeah. And it's like, I no. think, yeah, there is a <laughs> definitely, yeah, yeah, I think there definitely is a fine line. Like, I feel like it can be used as an excuse, like mm-hmm. to treat someone poorly, be like, oh, sorry, that was my anxiety, that was my depression, my BPD, my bipolar. Like, I feel like there's so many things out there and like you just have to take accountability and you can't just like use that as just like Mm -hmm. like you said like a cop-out but I think there is like we are lucky as a generation to be able to be like to talk about it that you can call me and be like hey I'm feeling anxious and I can talk to you about my stuff too like Mm -hmm. I feel like in our parents generation that just like wasn't a thing at all yeah yeah Yeah. and yeah I think it's great that we can talk about it but yeah like to that point I think some people can use it and not that there's like a toxic 
positivity around it or yeah it's almost like i have mental health is that the right word that might be the right word is it Uh, maybe i I think it could be i think like at to some point like it can be like there's just so much like oh take care of yourself read a book (laughs) meditate but it's like sometimes you need actual help too like you you can't just take a walk on a sunny day and be like oh my god i'm like cured you know (laughs) like you know you have to go to therapy you have to work on yourself like yeah you can journal but like sometimes you also might need medication like do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i feel like there's just so many things think what what if i'm not mistaken but you're just saying if you do feel maybe you have certain issues Use it as an excuse maybe once or twice, but if you're not doing the work behind yeah, it, like then take it becomes toxic. Yeah. Take mm-hmm. accountability of it. I might have this. Like, even parent, like my dad was recently diagnosed with ADHD, had it. He's 50. Yeah. He didn't know he had it, won't even tell his parents that he had it. Yep. Has it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if that's what you said about the fear of mm-hmm. mental health. Like, my grandparents would be like, huh? Yeah. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I feel like ADHD. Also, yeah. <laughs> even, I know, like, being dyslexic isn't like a mental health thing but I remember when I was younger I thought I was dyslexic and I told my mom she'd be like no like don't say that like I feel like there was anything that was like that 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 could be wrong with you in Mm -hmm. quotation marks like it was just no. It had you're to be fine. a physical yeah. bone broken or your yeah. skin was exactly. like exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when I was dealing with severe depression at 14 mm-hmm. and I told my mom, she's like, oh, no, 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 no. It's just hormones. Oh, you get down like, sometimes. I'm I like, get down sometimes not, too. I'm like, like <laughs> no, mom. Like, I feel like a skeleton and I don't have anything in me right now to mm-hmm. want to even get out of bed and I feel numb. That that's not hormones. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. But I, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. It, there was a lot of it's yelling. It's hard as a teenager. Then, it is. Like, and then you don't yeah. have the support. Oh gosh, it was brutal. It was it's absolutely interesting brutal. too You're because at, as a teenager, and, hormones mm-hmm. are a factor. Like your brain yeah. is all over the fucking place. I can remember mm-hmm. like the stuff I would think about as a teenager. I'm like, what the fuck was going through my? You know, head? same. And I have some trauma from that too. I'm like, I was a mess. I still am. We but all, I was all a we were mess. all. And no one can tell you otherwise. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. But it's funny you said your dad was diagnosed in his 50s, but ADHD. I was diagnosed at 25 with ADHD mm. and that was a fucking hard thing for me because that yeah. opened up a floodgate there were so many things I'm like if I had known about yeah. this at a younger age I would have done way different things you know it's so great that you like you see it that way in like a retrospect because with my dad we're in therapy right now to talk about how his ADHD played a role in our relationship 100%. because most people when they hear ADHD it's like the fidgeting or they can sit still or they just yep. It's not only that. That's, That's very like the superficial. Um, so anyways, yeah, it's good that you acknowledge that the things that you had done or said or did or your behavior, anything, yeah, your path 100%. in life. I know for a fact. I right. mean, the biggest place, and this maybe will strike a nerve for you, but maybe you can show this episode to your dad. Uh, ADHD has the most pronounced effect on your personal finances and your personal yep. relationships. Wow. Oh. Yes. Steamroll people. What time you have is it? I'm ADHD time. and you have zero self-awareness, you will steamroll people. And it's not your fault, and but it's important to be aware of it and work with people and believe them when they tell you that you're steamrolling them. Yes. Athena, at an hour and 33 minutes, you okay. could tell him that that's where he needs to listen. <laughs> Yay. No, but it's so true because it's so, I guess, yeah, it's so true. And I, I just, I need acknowledgement from him 
for that. Well, it's what Mel said, accountability. And yeah. it goes beyond just ADHD. If you have depression, if you have anxiety, yeah. ADHD, mm-hmm. bipolar, everything. If you have those things, you are going to inevitably do things that hurt other people. Yeah. And that happens mm-hmm. and everybody understands it. But there's a difference between being like, oh, that's the thing I have. That's the monkey yeah. on my back. And then mm-hmm. being like, I recognize that. I'm working on it. If it happens again, mm-hmm. just tell me. But yeah. don't come at me with an axe being mm-hmm. like, you treated me this way, fuck you. Because that's not going to go anywhere either, right? Yeah. So it's sort of like yeah. a, there has to be a mutual effort. Like you have to understand but. that your baggage is your baggage. Yeah. To put it on somebody else is unfair to them, which will be unfair to you in the end. It's not I even think unfair. It's, You're not going to get anything out of yeah. it. But that's the thing. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like if you, for example, like if I did that to my boyfriend and I did something to him and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. That was my anxiety. I'm just overwhelmed and this and that, blah, blah, blah. That's not fair to him. And then that's not fair to our relationship. It'll just right? erode it. It would erode it. Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask when, like, I mean, did you know right when you were diagnosed? I don't know if this is personal, but did you know right away? Oh, crap. And th- thought 100%. back? 100%. Oh, okay. So it was, was like an immediate. To, it was in the military and we have our own doctors and mm-hmm. stuff. So things usually, not always, but usually get ironed out pretty quickly, especially mm-hmm. if you get referred to this, that, the other. So I went to my base surgeon and he was like, I'm going to refer you to the, the military psychologist. I went there yeah. and the psychologist, you know what she did? She was like, Ask your mom if she's got like a box with all your old report cards. I just want to see them. I asked my mom. She had all of them because she's that kind of lady, right? (laughs) JK all the way up to grade 12. So she gave me them and I sent them to the doctor. And she was like, the fact that you went from JK to grade 12 and educators did not know that you had ADHD has me dumbfounded. I'm like, why? She goes, there's no reason why an educator should not have picked up that you had 50s in math and science. But things I'm let me do you like you like history? Do you like English? And I'm like, yeah, I love that shit. She goes, Yeah, you have nineties in those. Right. And fifties and nineties don't it line up at all. It's opposite. Yeah. They don't line up at all. They but act- my average was high enough that teachers didn't give a fuck. They were, I was getting sixties, seventies. Pump them through. Who gives a shit? That's mm-hmm. crazy. That my the teachers for my dad actually mentioned to my grandparents he might have ADHD and my grandparents were like they're Italian, like literally straight off the boat. They were like, yeah. huh? Oh, like, yeah, good and, luck rationalizing yeah. that to an immigrant. So Fuck, they just, no. yeah. like, let it go, but, <laughs> yeah. wow, that's, it's crazy. Well, it's, yeah. it's like with my, so my sister is, is like, she's, she's autism, but mm-hmm. she's, I don't want to use the word high functioning because they're trying to get away from that verbiage, but whatever, yeah. I'm going to say high functioning because she's a teacher now and everything, so, right. and she works with autistic oh, kids, she's really, because she gets them, so that's her language, yeah. mm-hmm. but when my, I remember being a kid and the, the yelling, when my mom would tell my dad, your daughter has like a learning disability. That's all they were calling it at the time. My sister was born in 1992. Mm. So they were like, it's a learning disability. My dad is like, what the hell is that? My parents are immigrants. There was very lower levels of being receptive and open to it. Like, I'm sure you could attest to it too. Yeah. You could attest to it. And mm-hmm. We all see it, right? Products of immigrants. It's nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so hard to get it through to them. Mm-hmm. And that's crazy. I was really fortunate that my parents didn't really make it mean much in the way that, like, yes, I did have to change schools, um, go to a different program to catch up with my English and such, but they never when I'm really like looking back they never made it like oh Natalie can't do that because she has a learning disability right you know what I mean like ESL like it was um that's the benefit of it and like that your dad would probably argue that too be like well my parents didn't say I had a disability of any sort so I don't I don't live my life like that but that's what I tell people because we had a whole episode on ADHD about uh imaging and I say ADHD is not a it's not a disability and oh. framing it like that is annoying. You know where it is a disadvantage? Living in this system 
but it's so structured the way it's it's only advantageous to people who are good in school and we yeah. all know schools are yeah. highly outdated yeah. yeah right so if people are struggling in school and you go oh you have adhd you're just using it as an excuse as an educator to write them off pump them to the system turn your backs yeah. on them mm-hmm. and that's what happens when i was working with the like the autistic children too it was like the same thing and it was so sad because they're so capable my cousin's autistic and i like he is so capable but because they're not there's no education there or it's just too difficult to deal with yeah. these types of kids yeah it's they're such a write-off yeah pump them through turn your backs i mean look yeah. at our look at our schooling system when we were all in school they had the academic and applied yeah. stream mm-hmm. yeah. and we all know what kind of people were in both of those <laughs> and we all know what attention those kids yeah. got from the teachers it's yep. really messed it's up sad. it was like two different worlds yeah it was. did you guys have like gifted too for us it was oh like yeah we had AP. Different ones. yeah ap ap when we were in high school it was mm, new yeah because like, i think our high school is now an international baccalaureate school yeah Pardon? that's so yeah. our school Wait, was what? one of the known yeah. ones What's for that? that it's like a standardized level of education yeah. like worldwide so if you came from france and you didn't exchange at our high school then they would can, match you your would, education your, your accreditations would be yeah. transferable yeah. internationally oh cool it's like yeah. ib like yeah, yeah. but it's That's high cool. it's a higher level of like education of course like oh my god they're so like much smarter much my niece when she was in grade two she was learning like math that people will be learning here in grade eight like it's, it's extreme that kind of stuff differs around the world but like things that we learned cursive when we were in school kids don't yeah. learn that stuff that's, that's really good for refining motor skills and they, they don't, don't learn that anymore no, no. i literally had to ask There's a no kid again recently mel at work can Wait. i have your signature please he printed it i'm like <laughs> i when i in my last year in the military i was in the recruiting office so i had 16 year old kids coming in and they were writing the way i wrote in jk oh. it looked like chicken scratch these Boys and girls, none of them, <gasps> zero penmanship because they don't wow. write. They, oh yeah, but they even don't that's write so true. I just got like a crazy. culture shock. This is or a generational so, shock. Yeah, when congratulations, we, you are old. <laughs> when, we, when we talk about these types of things, it makes me think about like what are the activities that I want to do with my kids in the future? Right. That are smart type of activities. So on the weekends, like something in a way we make it fun. It's but I want to teach them. I know. Yeah. But I want to teach them cursive writing. Yeah. You should. And then another language, of Forget course. About like using it to like write down like stuff on the fridge or whatever. But it's yeah. just for your raw, mind and everything. Raw I was, motor skills yeah my dad made me learn like i would used to get grounded if i didn't know my times tables he'd like pick really? a week to like test me and like i still don't I know like them. Those it's okay when my for, but for my food with the times tables yeah no, it's okay you know yeah. Anina, so, you know yeah. you guys know my mom but like yeah. you know how sweet she is yeah she, she i could see her being like oh she was like yeah. okay so when we were doing math homework this woman who doesn't at the time did not speak english <laughs> polish only i wrote the word dollar store incorrectly she got so mad in english took, in English, and she took out a piece of paper and she's like, write dollar store. And I had to write the entire paper. <laughs> like Bart Simpson writing on the blackboard. And I still got grounded. And yeah. they didn't know, yeah, that's Dorota for you. Is, gro- like, is grounded still a thing for children? Because that was I like huge. I, I feel like it's now like, I'll just take your phone or tablet yeah. or laptop. Yeah. Who knows? All of these parents nowadays are all about, I'm a progressive parent. And you're like, what the fuck does oh, that mean? I don't mean? discipline my I kids. I don't discipline. Here. I talk, yeah. we, we talk it out. What the fuck? I was an evil child <laughs> i got my ass beat i say it all the time and so everyone I. I, got, oh, I, got I was well deserved no I never got you know what no like i know people who were like whose parents were like that that like their parents were my parents age and it affected not that them. they turned out bad but like no what's it called like 
just no discipline responsibility no, yeah. yeah responsibility mm-hmm. and accountability mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of people and we're gonna see it with these kids god knows what's gonna happen especially with I'm these sorry, COVID if kids. kid is already telling me to microwave their food mm-hmm. like i yeah, <laughs> like, like where are we going like these kids have right? zero they they have zero um relationship with real life consequences yeah like mm-hmm. when you do something that negatively affects somebody else or a group of people they'll be like they're well, just so out of touch with reality. It's fucking mm-hmm. crazy. Yeah. I think parents too are just like even how they react to any kind of discipline from teachers is insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like oh my god, like bring back when they used to smack kids in the head. Honestly, <laughs> like See, a little. I, I heard. I was. I was talking to this kid. I don't think it was. It was when I was in the military and I was working in recruiting. Mm. I don't remember how it came up. It was a casual conversation. It was after I administered tests and stuff, and we we're just kind of like shooting the shit while he was waiting for his parents. And it, it came down to, the, he goes, oh, I love going to teacher parent conferences because like my parents always give the teacher shit. And I was sitting there thinking to myself, I'm like, I dreaded those yeah. because <laughs> it was my parents and the teacher against, against you. me. Yeah. And now parents and the kid against the teacher, who would want to be a teacher? I know. Let alone a nurse. My alone, best friend you know, is a teacher yeah. and she has to go through that. But she is like your typical Portuguese like strict person and she's like no your kid she doesn't say they're your dumb your kid's a shithead but that's what she basically <laughs> says to them and she's like no he didn't do his homework that's why he got this point like this I don't care that he has hockey he has to fit in his homework no. plain and simple I'm like it's Sam by you know the way you what's funny a lot of <laughs> Sam people Sam does it we talk I, I hear a lot of stuff especially on social media about like especially in this day and age with the, the most powerful women that we've ever seen in the world Right? There's so many of them. They're all over the place. That women have a more equitable role in society than they ever have. And we all like to point fingers and blame men, blame men, blame men. These men that do these things that hurt women and hurt other people, they grew up in a world, A, that either was for them, like our older generations, like our parents and our grandparents. But what about these younger guys that are in our generation? We all grew up together, very similar standards. We all grew up pretty multicultural. So we were exposed to these same things. These guys who are comfortable doing this, and these girls for that matter too, they have never been held accountable a day in their life. Yeah. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you don't hold them accountable, and then now they're adults, my mom says it all the time, just kids become just adults. So if you're using the excuse, oh, they're just a kid, to excuse bad behavior, mm-hmm. yeah. you're raising a fucking asshole. And mm-hmm. go fuck yourself. I'm sorry. I'm total <laughs> about that. I'm absolute about that. No, I see it with my cousins too. And like, it's crazy. Like the way my cousin talks to his mother, mm-hmm. it like more, you know what it angers me more is because that's my aunt. Mm-hmm. And I look at it in that way. I'm yeah. like, you're not just dis- disrespecting your mother. You're disrespecting my aunt who yeah. literally raised me. So yeah. I get, I get, and it's so weird because my mom and dad were not like that. It's so brushed under the rug. Like, I don't know. It's crazy. What do you it's, mean that your mom and dad are not like that? Like, like they'll it, tell you. Oh, like you I, do, oh I can picture I your mom doing that. I never talk to yeah. my parents the way that my cousin talks. It's yeah. great. Like, no, I oh, used yeah. to get, you know, my mom used to chase me with her heels on. And she used to dig her heel in my ankle no, no I, like this is no joke mm-hmm. and if she's listening to she's this, gonna be she'll mortified yeah <laughs> she would whip laundry baskets at me like anyways not i wasn't abused i'm fine you're gonna get a call children <laughs> like, like are you okay was like a thing in our age yeah yeah i remember like at up. first like our hands would get slapped uh, then no, it would be the belt. I didn't get that. Oh, I had that like was the wooden our, Ours always was the hand That's first. Like my mom would take my hand and slapped it. And then, yeah, Dorota would do that. And then my dad would take the belt. 
So you know what my parents did? And I think I want to, I don't know if I want to import this or not. I'm still kind of on the fence about it. Mm -hmm. But when I was a kid and I got in trouble, my parents would send me out. I've said this on the show before. To, they had his and her closets. And depending on who was disciplining me, I had to go up to their room, into the closet, pick the belt I got beat with, <gasps> bring it to them, get my beating, and then oh, go and put like it back. Oh, that's like a different, like... That's psychological. Yeah. And that, I think, is way more effective because I did Actually, reflecting you know on the way there and back. <laughs> you know what that is? It's fucking genius. Not that I would ever I do never, that to my kids, but I that's never. actually like I mean, a really... I only got like three smacks with the belt. So the whole Only. the whole discipline was going yeah. to the belt and yeah. coming back. You know what? And, I yeah. think that is like again, not that I would do that, but like frig because my fear is like they would call the cops or whatever but like my you mom know, but my mom is like russell peter she would hand me the phone and be like call them so oh, call my them. mom it would you know my five mom five minutes yeah, to get yeah. here oh, i know your do mom some damage yeah <laughs> my mom, mom was the, the best her mom is like raw oh my god i miss her like yeah. she's you guys so would actually if you ever need somebody i don't even know what she'd be for on this oh, podcast she should oh, she would she's be child discipline you don't understand i could say her name right yeah tanya is amazing and tanya yeah. is open to so she's hilarious yeah. she's straight up she's like but she'll goofy. be your ass <laughs> she'll be your ass she's goofy and she's also in uh, under all of that has a heart of gold right. like that's how i would explain your mom like yeah she really she cares deeply but fuck she will tell you off like but i that's love good, it though, i love because it that, that helps you that helps you learn and navigate the world better you have the skills to realize hey this is something i can do that'll hurt people and if I do yeah. it, I'm going to be held accountable. Like, you yeah. know what's coming in life, right? Mm -hmm. in, a, yeah. in a manner of speaking. No, it's just funny. I feel like we made it like, don't beat your children. We're not condoning child beating. Just, <laughs> this is just yeah. personal but, you know, experience. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. But discipline like, goes discipline. a long way. Absolutely. Just a little bit. 100%. Mm -hmm. It's just so like wild now. But yeah, the phone thing is so funny because my mom would, I think at one point when I got older, because I don't know, I was in school with kids who'd be like, that's like terrible that your mom does that. Like you could call the cops on her. And I was like, I can't call the cops on her. Yeah. And like, same thing. Here's the phone. And I'd be like, I, I, told I know you I know how many times as a kid, once. I told my parents, I don't want my brother. Send him away. And she's like, so here's the phone. Call, call. somebody. I'm like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> or, oh my God. Yeah. No, just, I, I remember that phone thing works. It does. Yeah. The phone thing. It happened to me. Okay. So I, I know the story. It's a fun story. <laughs> I was out riding my bike. The rule back when I was a kid was be home by, before the streetlights. So mm -hmm. it was cool because in the summertime, the days are longer, so you get to stay out later. Yeah. And this one day, it was a whole week of it. I was in school. It was probably like grade four or five. Like I was young. And I was out every night with my friends on our bikes because kids went back or went outside back in those days, right? And <laughs> I remember I came home late. It was probably like 9 p.m. I had school the next day. It was not good. So I come inside the house. And my mom is like, where have you been? And I was like, oh, playing, duh, whatever. And I'm not, I feel very like confident now. This day I learned from my little white friends with non-immigrant parents, you can call children's aid on your parents if they beat yeah. you. So my mom was like, come here. And I'm like, nope, if you touch me, I'm going to call children's aid. And my mom stood there in silence. She didn't flinch or nothing. She laughed. She turned around, walked to the cordless phone, brought it to me, handed it to me, and goes, I have the number in the phone book. You let me know when you're the ready. The phone book. I'll read it off to you. You dial. And I was like, what? She goes, just so you know, they'll take you away from me. And if they take you away from me, don't you ever come back. <gasps> and I was like, mom, why did you say this to me? <laughs> I cried like a little boy. And I was like, I'm wow. sorry. Yeah, it worked. She called the bluff. You know what? She called the bluff. I think that's like the best way to discipline your kid. Because yeah. then you're not physically doing anything to them, but you're reminding but it's a, them. It's a little bit like emotional abuse. My, my I mean, parents were psychological as 
fuck with mm. discipline. I guess, but like, I mean, he still loves his mom. And oh, like, of they're course. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Would that be emotional abuse? For, I don't think for the record, so. a little bit. I was. You think I don't so? think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I was wrong. I was a fucking dick for that. And I I went in there armed with information. I weaponized fucking the system against my parents. How is that any different than somebody calling the cops on a black person? Like, that is exactly what I did to my parents. And she called my bluff. You're a kid. You weren't actually going to call them. You're right. And she called my bluff. And that was that moment I learned never to do that again. Yeah. (laughs) I need to learn some things from your mom. My mom is a Jamaican. She's four foot 11. Yeah. And she is the most, you know, Phil, he's coming on the show next week. week. Phil is one of my in high school we were like stuck at the hip and this guy's a big dude and he will he will say to this day he's still terrified of my mom four foot eleven my so mom could fit in your pocket more fun when your friends are scared of your mom my oh, mom yeah. right? slapped me in front of my friends it was like would she yes in the face oh. so yes my mom would straight up call your mom if we were friends in high school and be like Oh, they probably- if they get into trouble, can I hit them? Yeah. Can I hit them all? I do want to know, though. <laughs> ask your mom tonight. I mean, I'm sure. I, I wonder now, though, if my mom was actually slightly fearful that I would call. I don't know. Oh, 100. You know what? Yeah. This is a great question. For be sure, because like, she was born here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she knew what she was doing. <laughs> that's a great point. Oh, God. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, oh, geez. that's good. <laughs> I would be interested to find out, though. Just give her a how quick many call. how many times when we came to them with our little you know points <laughs> where they had genuinely like I you. only did that the one time because yeah like you said too same thing it's like your friends were like I wonder like oh what would God. happen if you actually did like start dialing like looked at them and then like the phone rang oh I, I wonder know, my mom's <laughs> whipping out, take the belt off and whip the phone out of my hand like, no but I wonder cool. if like they would break they would be like oh shit I like, know really? it's a dangerous game see that's why I'm also scared to have kids it's now too because I think they'd be. <laughs> You like that? <laughs> from, the game. Like, from the outside, like it's kind of fun. Yeah, it's a little mind game. You Choose know? your fate. It's like chess. <laughs> yeah, literally. A little bit of strategy from the kid and the parent. Oh man. But maybe that's what parenting is. You know, I mean, none of us are parents. Is it? Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Like, I'm gonna be calling out. her all every single day, like Mel. I don't like, know. You won't guess what this fucker just he did. He called like, the cops on me. <laughs> My mom already Get tells me. Get me out of jail. Please. She goes, if you ever call me dealing with some shit that you pulled, I'm gonna sit there and be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you deal with it. Find your own way. I'm not telling you the answer. I'm like, fuck. Uh, my mom was the same. I'll drop you off. I won't pick you up. Yeah. So find your way. Yeah. Find your way. But that's good, though, because it does offer us the opportunity to learn, you know? Yeah. And if you parent that way, I like that. I like that stuff. I think I want to import that. A lot of us, said, well, not everybody, that's for sure, but a lot of people who I think were, would say they were raised right are going to import a lot of what they learned from their parents. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fair. Yeah. And I think, too, even the mistake part, you learn from that. Yeah, 100%. You, yeah. Rectify the mistakes not, yeah. and carry over the things that you think were, were, were yeah. good. Yeah. That's that's crazy. Nobody's right? perfect, though. I have to get on season one of Friends first before I even think of that. Right? It comes. Well, up, it sneaks time. up on you quick, though. It sneaks. Up, I was I was twenty five. It feels like yesterday, and now I'm gonna be twenty eight. So oh, it, com- it comes quick. And the older oh, we get, is the smaller dun, 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 our age gap gets, and like you know. So. Yeah. Add some like cue some scary music right now. Exactly. I'm pretty. Sh- I, I made a deal with myself. Once I hit thirty, I'm just gonna stop counting. <laughs> Like, uh, I was born in this year. You can do the math. Don't tell me. I don't want to know. <laughs> like, <laughs> that is actually so smart. When were you born? 1998? Yeah. yeah. How old are you? 1998. 1998. Yeah. <laughs> it is smart. Yeah. No, but isn't it wild? Like, we were born in the 19th century. Oh, I have to 20, tell you guys. 20th century. The funniest oh, no. thing. No, 1900s, I mean. There you go. Yeah. Now <laughs> the 19th century. Yeah, for sure. My, my cousin said to me, he's, mm-hmm. so I go, 
I said something to him, and he looks at me, and he goes, well, how would you know? You were born in the 1900s. And I was like... (laughs) It's a humbling thing to hear. No, I honestly, I was in just shock. I'm like, this is so bad. This is so bad. No, my favorite was um, during COVID, right at the beginning, and TikTok was popping off. Mm -hmm. There was this like viral TikTok that went around. It was um, this guy being like, wait, hey, what year were you born, bro? And this kid goes, 2000 and? He goes, 2000 and? Yeah. There's more? That's a compound sentence. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. You know what's crazy to me? That 20-year-olds are... Hold on. What what year were they born in? Like 2000, 2005. Yeah. 20 year olds? 2003. 2003. Holy yeah. Yeah. I know. I was at the LCBO the other day, and it, you know how they have the age yeah. on the screen? It said 2004. I go, I beg your fucking pardon? Yeah. <laughs> oh 2000 and fucking yeah. what? <laughs> I still think, and like I'm sure you guys can relate to this, that like 10 years ago was the 90s. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's that's, that's how I the, feel. What? Like, it, I feel like oh, as yeah. if the 90s were just 10 years ago. I was, yeah. I was talking to. Who was I talking to? It was one of my buddies that was at work. Um, and he was like, he was like, oh, you know, my girlfriend, she wants to kind of go to the club. She never really did that. So I, she wants me to take her to the club. And I'm like, bro, do you know who's at the club? And he goes, no, who? I'm like, 2004. And he goes, I beg your pardon? I'm like, yeah. they're 19 this year. They're at the club. Do yeah. you want to go and see them? He goes, fuck no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Oh, my God. Do, yeah, it's crazy. Look at your face. <laughs> like, yeah. But there's the TikToks, too, saying... 1999 and 1998 babies can you stop going to the clubs you're holding up the space like, literally shut what? the fuck up <laughs> i was like i am still a child what are you <laughs> you're holding like you're you're taking up space in the clubs like get married and move on with your life Damn. oh that's what it means yeah <laughs> i thought it's just i thought it's stupid dance if you want i don't like no yeah. Yeah. Like, literally i'm shut. like i missed out on three years okay yeah <laughs> during like COVID. we're technically so, still 21 yeah, yeah. Okay. my mid-20s disappeared yeah. I, I was just in my early 20s and then i woke up a pandemic happened and now i'm like knocking so on 30 you're like, still 25 fuck? you're fine <laughs> no you- i don't want to be 25 <laughs> fuck you that. paused you paused I, i'm okay with with i've grown a lot like especially in my later 20s i've grown a lot mm-hmm. yeah like i think you settle into who you are you know that's fair which is yeah. it's very it's i think about that all the time i'm like thank fucking god puberty mm. is over because fuck that nightmare <laughs> Like, yeah it's true yeah, especially it's as true. a guy it starts later it ends later like fuck that i'm so glad to just be like it ends at mm, what 25 25 right yeah, yeah. 25 oh. your brain is fully developed see i can't even use that as an excuse anymore that'd be such a good excuse though as a kid being like i'm not fully developed yet mentally leave me alone i'm like you smart little fuck <laughs> you're good you're, Shut you're the fuck fine up. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you like feel a difference from when you're like 20 to like 24 25 yeah, like yeah. it's like oh my brain you know what? Is here. <laughs> can i tell you guys something? do you guys ever look at old photos of yourself like whether you're at any age mm-hmm. and you remember how you used to think then yeah yeah and i'm like wow like i was yeah. a fucking dumbass yeah. like <laughs> literally i was and, immature this way and cared too much about that yeah, it's, like yeah. i cared way too much about shit mm-hmm. oh yeah that's right one now. big Matter. thing nothing fucking we're, we call ourselves logically delusional that's like our name thing. like our thing and everything is just for fun everything's for the plot nothing's everything's real. for fun yeah. and nothing's real i love that that's how that, we live our life you know that, that opens the door to like a whole world of like conspiracies and stuff like that like well yeah, <laughs> yeah I, don't, I don't know about that i'm talking more like just my own if something happens like in my life in your own she's like, like la, 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 it's la, la, not la. real don't worry yeah <laughs> <laughs> or like if something happens i'm like your it's day fine went they bad? don't exist yeah it's fine. <laughs> your day went bad they don't exist <laughs> I kind of like that. It's not that. a bad way I to look at it. I think saying that out loud I mean, kind of makes it sound kind of like fucking crazy, but we're, we're fine. <laughs> it, it, it calms me. It's not real. <laughs> so. 
it's it is a game like it's all a game at the end of the day and a lot of the bullshit we deal with on a day-to-day basis is it's a part of the stupid game like today at work we went on to we were in drake's neighborhood i actually saw drake i have a video of it i'll show you after the show but um, we were at this like it was in this bougie area we're at this house this lady does he live in forest hill Mm -hmm. yeah yeah Yeah. this lady called to have us come do the work Mm -hmm. so we went we did the work we had the ticket it had all the information. We had the homeowner's name, their credit card, everything. Mm-hmm. It was all there. So we know for a fact this was consensual. Yeah. And we go and we do our work. And as she comes out, she goes, what the hell are you doing here? <gasps> we're like, we're here to do the work you ordered. Like, look, company truck on the name. You were sent an invoice. I wasn't sent anything. I'm like, we have the invoice with your name and credit card on it. Is this your credit card? Yeah. How did you get that? <laughs> no. <laughs> Lady. Maybe someone played your- a prank on her. Fuck. Wait, what? A whole 10-minute exchange of her arguing with me. And we're like, can you please try and find the email in your inbox? And she looks and she goes, oh, I did. Oh I'm like, my I wanted God. To, I just wanted to snap. I'm oh, like, I could so imagine. You took a second to pull your own head out of your own fucking ass <laughs> and just check your fucking emails. You would have not ruined all of our day. Her, her parents definitely didn't beat her. No, <laughs> for sure. She, she was an immigrant. She came from a part of the world where I know for oh. a fact she got beat. <laughs> so that's- She was just an asshole. You know what it was? It was one of those people who was just like, you're a working class person and I'm wealthy <gasps> and I'm better than you. That's what you could yeah. tell. The way she was talking and the things she was saying. Yeah. She's not fine. real. She's not it's real. Fine. Yeah, yeah she doesn't exist. She doesn't <laughs> exist. It's fine. She's, she's, just a, she's just like, what is it called? A glitch in the matrix. She's an NPC. <laughs> it's fine. NPC, yeah. Oh, I love that though, to be honest. I think I'm going to start It makes worlds so much better. It's just for exist. fun. Yeah. yeah. You said worlds with an S on the end. Well, how many are Delusional. Delusional. Um, no, you should. You should. I'm going to. Live your life like it's just for fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I'm getting there now. I'm getting there. But, but don't, but don't be an asshole. I feel like, you know. Oh, no, no, no. Because no, no. like, I, like, I feel like some people could take that and be like, perfect. I'm going to do whatever <laughs> no, I want. You know. <laughs> no, I can't even. I don't like being even mean. I was, I felt so bad. I was on the, okay, so I was late because people were taking too long at the gas station. They were talking. Outside. like they were done oh, putting gas off. in the car it does but i'm a patient person so i'm like i'll give them 10 uh-huh. minutes i don't know why a normal person would even think that but it's fine you wait then, you said i'll give them 10 minutes and then 20 minutes rolls by wow what and there like, were no other pumps and i did not say anything to them but i was like really? furious that i had road rage coming to the highway that's why i came quicker than i said i was going to <laughs> i sped and they became a habit now so i'm not mean but that translated into i speed and it's not good. It became a really bad. How? Habit, what so. are we talking speed? Because so I feel at like 50, you're, you're a goody two shoes. No, 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 no. At fifty, I go one hundred and ten. <gasps> what? <gasps> Natalie, that's stunt driving. You can go to jail for that. <laughs> I know. So. Oh my god. Maybe don't say that on the pod. Yeah. So can we take that part out? But okay, then it went back down. I am down. never driving with you. Remind don't worry, me. I was mad. And it was fine. That's why you gotta let it out. Be like, can you imagine getting a passenger seat and her just looking at you and being like, "Don't worry, I'm, I'm mad." Yeah, why were you going so fast? I was mad. No problem. Keep going. No, because but it didn't feel like 110. So I don't know if it's maybe my car, but I was normally driving, and then I look, I'm like, oh, it's 110. Let's bring it down. You were 60 kilometers over over. the limit, and it was a straight road. It was a straight road too, and there was no one there. So yeah, we were talking on the way here. I don't know how it came up, but Mel was like. 
I was like, I just don't think like Natalie could ever be mean. And she's like, no, those are the people that can like rage when they're mad. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, you don't know what they're, they're hiding, hiding like on the inside. <laughs> so, not that you're hiding anything. No, no, no. no like, with me, out. no, but so you still haven't ever seen my bad side. And it Her only rage. comes up. There's like, there's been two moments in my life where I literally full out like was pissed, but it takes a lot because I'm a very patient person. But like, yeah, if I say I'm coming in 20 minutes, but I show up in five. No, I was really mad. <laughs> so, you know, I was really mad. Yeah, exactly. I don't say it. I just do it in a different way. I thought you were going to be like, I went five over. You're out here freaking stunt driving. You're yeah, that's wild driver. even for me. I know, guys. Yeah. I'm sorry. She swear, but she's swerving people. <laughs> <laughs> With Starbucks in one hand. No. Like, bopping to her music. Excuse me, I'm a Taurus. No, just whatever, guys. Uh, that's okay, so cool. funny. Yeah. But I think it was, I think it's a good place to end it off on. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like we had a good chat today. We covered a lot of stuff. And I'm really yeah. grateful that you came on and you both brought your expertise and your opinions on stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, thank mm-hmm. you very much for coming on the show. No you guys problem. are awesome. It was thank really you. fun. Did this you enjoy it? Yeah. I enjoyed this. Would you, would you come yeah. back is the real question. Oh my God, of course, yes. if you'd have us. Of course. <laughs> I told you guys, next time, get your mom and get my mom and they'll... Oh my god! And I want to be here. I want to be here to see this. We'll get all the moms and sit them down, and we'll just we're like, I'm gonna turn on the mic. My mom will be like, my mom, my mom won't say anything. She's like, I don't understand anything. Like she'll say that. She, my mom, you guys know my mom. Like she won't say. And you ask her, do a road. What do you think? She'd be like, nice, (laughs) (laughs) very good, very good. But she can have a full. That's the thing. My mom can have full on conversations in English, but it's just when I think it's an immigrant thing, or I don't know, but. Anything when she has to do public speaking. Actually, she was fine when she would stand up and like do presentations yeah, and such. But I think like this, she won't. Like she said no already. So. Is, is your mom a big drinker? No. Does she drink though? No. Not, not even occasionally? No. I was going to say, because my mom doesn't drink often. I know your mom doesn't either. Yeah. yeah. If we pour them a little bit of wine and give them, then maybe we could start something going there. Maybe Get my mom a Polish cherry liqueur and she'll be okay. She'll my, do that. My mom would be like, would oh, you have Bailey's. That's Bailey's. Bailey's in a coffee. That's, so that's a funny. common thing. Yeah. No, I think that, I mean, you know my mom well and you know him well. Pastries. So, baby. Your mom, we should just bring a lot of pastries. Oh my God. Tanya loves pastries and yeah, cakes. Yeah, but pastries and... won't get her goofy. Or not she's, goofy. Well, sure, she's she, naturally. I feel she, like your mom, based on what I've heard about her, she would be okay. She will oh, be. Yeah. I know mine would be too. She's got an accent though. But your mom, it'd be interesting to see. If you put them together, that'd be cool. And your mom too. Hey, Aliel. All the moms. That would be interesting. Get your mom be in. Be quite yeah. an interesting conversation. Yeah. yeah. With so many different kinds of people. But like, yeah. It'd yeah. Be it would be cool because they all have their different worldly views. It'd be cool to see what they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They might just end up agreeing on all the ways they disciplined us. And be like, <laughs> but you yes. know what? If, okay. Here's the thing about my mom. If she, if she's silent when you're talking to her. She's listening. But she'll judge you full on. So oh. my mom taught me as well. So sometimes you'll notice, I don't know. This, Anyways. If I don't agree with something, I stay quiet because she says, do not fight with a fool because then you're losing. That so is, my mom, hold on, that's, that's dangerous. That's very close-minded. Because no, because what is the point? Here's the thing, that when somebody, you, we've all been in a situation like this when somebody that isn't making, like really isn't making any sense, what is the point right, right, of talking? You because yeah. you're literally fighting against a wall. Okay. So depending, depending on the topic, if she doesn't say anything... That could be another reasoning to why. I'm just. I'm saying. thinking of all the times she like didn't speak to me. <laughs> yeah. Like, no, 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 
Me too. Like, oh my no. Jesus. Just okay. judging me? No, no, but if it has to do with like a, a serious topic uh, of something, like, okay, that's what I'm going to say. No, 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 no. My mom, like, yeah. she adores you. She loves you. Like, she, you know, she guys, like, she loves you guys. So, yeah. Yay. Yeah. 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 No, when she finally when she finally met Matt what was it last year we got into the car because you came to my oh, old job yeah. and then my mom showed up too yeah. and then you guys finally spoke during a Rogers outage yes and that's why my mom's like oh I need to get a radio and, so- and I understood entirely what she was talking about and that is like why would you get a radio I'm like your mom grew up in like Communism. a Soviet era yeah. she, when the power goes out she gets a radio, radio. <laughs> and you were like oh right but anyways, I think it's a good place to end it. But yes. we thank you again, honestly, for thank coming Thank you, on. guys. That was so thank much you. fun. Mm-hmm. I learned a lot. That yeah. was great. This, <laughs> so much fun. This has been Think On That. We post our episodes every Monday. Stay tuned for more. Thanks again. Take care.